Hey everyone, and welcome to our third ever episode of the Lagging Behind podcast. I'm Squiggy, and I'm joined again by Laura and Slazo, two of my favorite people to talk video games with. Hello, you two fantastic people. Aloha! Hey. It's, uh, yeah, good to see you again. But not yeah. see you. hear you. Yeah, no, no, it's yeah. good to, right, good to yeah. see me. Yeah, yeah. no. Yeah. We can't see each other. We're, not, we're not on the same site. You can't prove anything. No. Don't arrest no. the Senate. Yes. <laughs> Don't come for us, government. We're okay. I'm gonna be honest. I've never been so unconvinced, so convinced that Caesar doesn't know how the government and the and the um, police system works when he's saying, "Please don't arrest us." NHS. Implying <laughs> they do. <laughs> Implying they have power. And that's the NHS will be let's, on your, at your let's door soon. Not get political. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, this this isn't a political podcast. This is like a hype podcast where we talk about games, games, and more games, games. and games. In gamey games. In game consoles, see? In game exactly. consoles, that's that's good, that's good. I think we'll start this week, as we did last week, by talking about what we've been playing over the past week, um, the last couple of weeks. I'm sure there's a lot of games that we've all been playing that we want to talk about. I know Laura's finished some games, which she's going to talk about. <laughs> games, plural? <laughs> well, I'm I'm bigging you up here, so okay. I'll, I'll let you go ahead, Laura, and tell us all those games you finished. Okay, well, if we're going to start with the finished list, then... Proudly on that list now is uh, God of War, um, which I probably wish I'd you know had more hours to pour into earlier. But um, I finally finished it. I know all the story. I was very happy. The end missions are all great. It's a very lovely game with a story that gripped me. I I do like games that sometimes you if the story's so good the gameplay doesn't matter. But God of War does do it fun. You know there is fun thing to do in the whole battle modes all that stuff is fun and rowing, even rowing i found relaxing i don't know about you squeaky rowing from place to place yeah it's 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 just a nice game but the story yeah. is what drives it and it's really i really finished uh actually finished it and i feel ready for another epic adventure in the future with the series yeah it's so a, like go on. Go on, no no go on i was gonna say so i haven't i haven't actually played the new god of war yet i've been meaning to and i've got it is it like, because I'm never really sure from when I see it in action. Is it like an action, like an open world game, like one of the modern, it's a big yeah. epic open world game? Or is it more confined? It's open. It's not like mass, like Red Dead Redemption or anything like that. I'm not talking that open world, but you are like, you could go, the side missions, you could plot to different points and stuff like that. Um, it, it's like, it, you will go from bit to bit. It, it's just, you don't feel like you've got loads of places to explore, right? but you are like, walking about between missions and doing what you want and stuff oh, like no, that's that. Fine. So it's not like another overwhelming like 100 hour 50 billion side quest game. Okay. Oh no, I, don't, I wouldn't say that. I don't think I did no. all the quests because I was just like at the point I wanted to know what happened in the story and there is a new game plus and all that stuff. But okay. Yeah, I was. it's, it's quite like, it's quite linear story wise. Obviously the places that you go to, you can explore them different ways instead of just going like from A to B to get the story. There's like little side quests you can pick up but it's not it's not like, say, The Witcher or something where you, where you go to do a quest, but you pick up like 30 oh, side quests in between. The oh, oh, I'm drowning already. Yeah, I yeah. mean, I, was, I, I think I only played like 30 minutes or 15 minutes of Witcher 3 before getting distracted. I played the tutorial, then tried to fight, and the tutorial doesn't teach you at all how to fight properly, like in the real world. And then oh, there's oh, like 100 <laughs> quests on a notice board, and then, yeah. Just, yeah. I had to realise what you meant then when you said, well, no, like, the tutorial in The Witcher 3, yeah, the tutorial in The Witcher 3 is very much kind of, oh, here, here's all the eight spells you've got, and here's, like, steel and your um, silver sword and everything, 
And then, like, I think the first fight I was in against the Wolf, so I'm like, right, okay, do I need to use the Steel? Do I need to use Silver? Do I need to use, like, all of these bits? And then I just got beaten up by it very quickly. Because in actuality, all I needed really was one sword and one spell. But in my mind, I'm like, no, I need to use all of these wazzy things. Yeah, it's, I found it really overwhelming, the Witcher. Yeah. Like, just, just everything, like, the, even, like, the basic parts, like the combat, like you said, and then yeah. trying to do a main mission, and you end up picking up, like, 30 side missions, so you forget what your actual main mission yeah. is. God of War is like, like completely the opposite. Right, okay. Because I think once you've gotten over the... Probably it's the case of Witch 3, because I know people screaming at me going, it's one of the best ever. Once you've gotten over the hump, I imagine it's a lot more plain sailing. But yeah, yeah I, it yeah. just bewildered me at <laughs> the first. Yeah. And then I went, I've got enough other things to play. Well, yeah, God, of, God War of War is not like that. God of War is like... it. I'm not saying babies first, because that's really insulting to the game. But as someone who doesn't like them sort of long epic side quests overwhelmed, God of War gets the balance right, I think. Right. I'd say between the getting you to pour your whole life into it and being long enough that you actually feel like you've played a game. Because there is the argument if it was too short in story, you'd be like, well, this was how much? Uh, but yeah, they get the balance perfect, probably. It's fair to say. Yeah. Can I yeah, say other like... games? Go on <laughs> then, what's your other game? Can I say other games that I haven't finished because I just I don't want to forget them? I played FIFA instead of playing Bioshock. Oh yeah, we played FIFA together. That was That was really fun. FIFA hates us. I've decided. Yeah, yeah we, we kept dominating games and losing. And I'm not yeah. one to say we normally dominate games. This is not like, oh, the game cheats against me. No, I generally at this point, I'm, the more I play FIFA 20, I didn't realise how little I played it until I started getting achievements on it. I got my first achievements on it the other week, which just says how little I've put into that um, this version of FIFA. It's probably the worst in a while. The more I play it, the more I realise how they've messed it up in just little frustrating ways where I don't yeah. even enjoy playing FIFA. Yeah, it's uh, weird. Like every year, you look forward to FIFA and you'll play it. You'll play it when it first comes out, and you go, "This is like this is the best version of FIFA." And then two or three months later, you're sort of like, "This is actually the worst version of FIFA I've played." That's how I, I find everything goes. I found I, that with 19 and stuff like that as well. I but did, I haven't even had that with 20 though, where I've gone, "This is amazing." Or like with 19, it had the journey and stuff that which probably hid some of the flaws for me because at least I'm like, oh, "I'm doing the same play. I'm actually getting some time into this." 20, I don't have any. I can't really say anything positive about it. Like, if you said name something great about this year's FIFA, uh, it's available. Newcastle have got armor on. That's my even, positive. Even, it's just I got nothing. I mean, not to turn this yeah, into the FIFA podcast. Yeah, it's not. It's not the best. Um, it's it's one of those games that passes the time. But I find myself getting more and more frustrated the more we play it, and then the less I want to actually play it, which I think, probably shouldn't. I think probably the twenty twenty one. FIFA 21. I have such a weird title to say. I don't know why. That's really jarred me. But um, it's going to actually have to do some convincing to make me even consider buying it anywhere near launch or even at all because 20 was just such a painful experience. But they'll be yeah. focusing on making like it cross generational now, aren't they? Ready for PS5 I, and I assume. I assume so. The one they did before the PS4 launch in, which I'm not great with years, Squee, you might jump in and tell me what the number is. The one they did just before that you could then trade in and then you get the same version of the PS4 was one of the most solid efforts in recent years and okay. then the, yeah and then like the first one on PS4 just the one after it, it was like oh this is yeah this is really cool and then since then it's just been I don't think they've done anything for the series I mean journey mode was a thing but that was like added in but it's the same sort of engine the same sort of gameplay the same sort of frustration pro clubs is a mode they haven't touched in years I don't even know if they know it's in the game still yeah, to, be to be fair it's a mode we've not touched for a long time either which they is haven't because they haven't touched it. It, was, yeah. it gets to the point where you can play the same... It's like when you get a multiplayer shooting. You can play the same thing again, different maps, different skins, different 
whatever. But even bro clubs, it's not. It's just literally they haven't touched it. <laughs> they just have, I don't even I can't even you could get afros and gloves every year same colors same woo celebration yeah, and I used to spend ages playing pro clubs like I was addicted to it at one point like yeah. literally it's it all I would play every game every night it was like let's play clubs yeah clubs clubs let's play clubs clubs yeah and now it's like clubs is to the game mode yeah but I mean that's what I've been do- apart from amazing that just shows you amazing God of War terrible experience um. Anything else I've been playing? I've been playing some more Gears of War because I really want to be general. Had a double XP weekend to boost me. That was fun. Then I ran out of iron and I'm not paying money for iron. So, yeah, it's great. Okay, you'll do it, Laura. I believe. Every day. Seriously, 5.0. It's happening. <laughs> Every day I have to come on and do day- come on my Xbox and do daily challenges on Gears just to keep it going and get that bit closer. But to be fair, I am starting to get really quick at doing the daily challenges. So it's kind of nice because it's like... Get seventy-five eliminations, sure, easy, quick. Get so many kills in horde, done. I'll just go on private match. You know what I mean? So I do at least not have to like chug away at them. Oh, I'm now good with a long shot. I'm actually openly saying that because I had to get loads of long shot kills, and here I am. To find out if she actually is good at that, follow her on uh, Twitch at Kalo Streaming. <laughs> I'm never playing Gears on stream. People are mean. Happy also, gears in the stream. It didn't go very well. Yeah, that's why I saw how it went for you and thought, nah, mate, I'm good. <laughs> yeah, oh, I, I've also been... you, That reminds me, I've technically played Jackbox games, and that's the first time I've ever played them, really. So... Hey, what? You've never played them before, though? No, I've always seen other people play them and stuff like that. This was the first time I sort of played them, so it was new. And Which ones yeah. did you do? Party Pack 1 and Party Pack I... 2. Okay, I meant which right. actual games. Sorry. Um... <laughs> Is it called Quibbage? It's the one where you got to be Quip. Quips. Uh, know, quip, be funny. Quip, yeah. Quiplash. I was going to say Quiplash. Yeah, it is Quiplash. Yeah, it's Quiplash because yeah, that's what you get. Why do I call it Quibbage? That's a different game. Because there's Fibbage. Fibbage! I got Fibbage! Yeah, I played Fibbage yeah. as well. Played Wordspud, which isn't amazing. Um, The Bidiots, which is a draw game where you draw and then you bid on it, like art yeah. auctions. And then the other drawing one, which drawful? is... Drawful? Yes, Drawful. Um, they're kind of my standout ones. I know there's like other ones that I've played because you get like four per pack, roughly. I no, there's five in each one. Five per pack. Sorry, there's it's always one bad one I just won't touch. Like bomb. Whatever. Yeah, that's the bomb. Yeah, the I bomb mean, one was awful. Yeah, they're not um, awful per se. They're just not really. I never really not, got why they put them in there because it doesn't really fit in with the rest of them. No, I actually like fly swatter. It's one where flies like it could be a hundred players. You have to get like the lie. Or something or truthful lie it's a fly swat less flies in whatever it's quick and easy i get why that's there but when we could say the bomb one i'm just like this feels not a party game what kind of party game is this yeah i actively uh, tried to pick the wrong way to blow everyone up to end the game yes they did but i enjoyed um, the rest it's the first time i played it as well yeah but anyway what? i played that really enjoyed that i mean it's, <laughs> it's just kind of what you to be fair i'm actually I don't know about Squee, but maybe it's more surprising that I haven't played it because I used to play Seen It and Buzz It. Is it Buzz It? I want to say it's Buzz, the host. That used I mean, to play there was Buzz. Guy. It wasn't Buzz. Yeah. It was just yeah. Buzz. Oh, well, I was shouting Buzz It. But I loved, I loved Seen It, which they had on the Xbox 360 with the proper little controllers. I loved Buzz before that. I mean, I did go with all the spin-offs of Buzz because I swear to God, it was like Buzz music, Buzz blah, blah, blah. Like, no, leave me alone. Just give me Buzz. Um, I love all them sort of things. So it is a bit weird that I took so long to get to jackbox but now i am i probably will now lose my life to it so that's great not in like a morbid way by the way i will now pledge my soul to the jackbox you are the gatekeeper of jackbox 
I I just really enjoyed it. And also, to be fair, it's a nice break from other games such as Gears and FIFA and all yeah, that it stuff. Was, it was good fun last night to play because I was literally probably just going to play Warzone all night until you said you were playing that. I was like, yeah, I'll come along. I'll join in. And it was actually good fun, apart from the bomb game and the one where you've got to put the word in or whatever. Oh, word. I, I think that's words, bud. I think it's on unit like. The one where it's bobbing along and you have to put in the word and follow on someone else's word and it's like... Yeah, that was shite. Yeah. I don't, I feel like... The, I didn't like the quiz one either. But there's an updated version of that quiz yeah, one. Yeah, but you, you had, um, you had like... Do you know Jack? Well. That quiz one. Do you know Jack or you don't know Jack? Oh, like, the... Oh, sorry, the original. Yeah. What yeah. They, what they make for Jackbox. Yeah. I, I, I always kind of like those. I didn't... I didn't... Dumb, crazy trivia quizzes. Well, the, I think there's an updated version in one of the later party packs, which is seen as better i may have been reading probably but, but, but like there's, they've done tons of them over the years. yeah so i don't know i'm just but yeah that was a nice sort of game but that's not a game mixing up some gaming so you, you know i think that's everything so i would take it all oh no i played animal crossing oh yeah that nintendo <laughs> game that everyone else is playing oh, but yeah, I, I that. yeah i do like well sometimes i just check in i do a few little chores on it and then i turn it off so it's like a yeah yeah, it's, it's just like free, free you, you play it for like half an hour to an hour yeah. a day. You get your fossils, you get your money rock, you get or your whatever daily things you're interested in doing. Pay off some of your loan, and then you go like, "Yep, done, bye." Pretty much, that's that. I I I am um, doing it before my gears challenge. Gears was I had a annoying game on, day on gears because they gave me really boring challenges. So I played Animal Crossing the next day before it to be like, "I will not be beaten," but then I need to get my stars. But yeah. Anyone can beat that range of games. I went from Animal Crossing to Gears to, you know, Jackbox. Good luck. Yeah, good luck. Slazer, can you beat that? Uh, no. Uh, I've mainly... <laughs> well, tried. Uh-huh. I've mainly... So besides, like, Animal Crossing, stuff like that, and gachas and all that, uh, I've mainly been playing a lot of JRPGs over the last week or two. So uh, I played a lot of Persona 5 Golden. And by a lot, I mean I played, like, over 20 hours and I've just done the first dungeon and all of the uh, associated stuff. Because if you're OCD like me, it takes forever to talk to everyone and see everything in that game. But uh, I'm, I'm really enjoying it. It's good to get back into it. I'm trying to pace myself with it more this time rather than just... Because um, when I played the original, I like because I was so eager to play a new Persona game, I just no-lifed it for about a month or two and got to like halfway and just burned out after a bit. And it's like, no, nah, I want to take a break from this now. So I'm trying to mix it up now. So I think I'm at the moment I'm saying like every time I've beaten a dungeon in this game and the associated stuff that comes afterwards, like socializing with characters in the game and all that, then I'm going to move on to a different game. So yeah, I've moved on from that. But it's uh, it's pretty good. I like that they've now given you a lot more flexibility in boosting your attributes, which was quite hard to do in the first one because there wasn't that many opportunities, especially if you wanted to prioritize social linking with the other characters in the game. Whereas now you can do a lot more at night, like it'll let you read books, it'll let you study, it'll let you do a little crossword puzzle, and that'll get you some points. It feels like there's a lot more flexibility now in how you want to progress through the game and build your, char- build your character, which sounds weird for Persona, but it, it gives you a lot more options, so I'm really kind of happy with that. Uh, otherwise, I've been playing the other big JRPG that came out, Final Fantasy VII Remake. Which, I uh, really want to know your thoughts on this, because literally everyone's been like, this is so good, but then you've seen like some reviews, well... Was it the was it the Kotaka review that said it was easy mode was too easy or whatever it was or something that like that? Was, that was dumb. I don't know why they said that. Easy mode is easy. Yeah. Awesome easy mode is just like to get a story, isn't it? Uh, yeah. So there's like there's like three difficulty options. There's easy, which is easy. 
There's normal, which is normal. And there's classic, which for whatever reason is also set to easy difficulty, but that's if you want to play it like traditional Final Fantasies, where it's very much just kind of you go attack, ability, attack. Whereas if you play um, a normal or easy, it's more like a traditional action RPG. So like the Final Fantasies of modern times, like uh, Final Fantasy XV. But uh, I haven't got hugely far into it. I'm in the third chapter at the moment. So I've done kind of chapter one is basically just the demo over again but with like one or two additional scenes which they cut out for some reason and then chapter two is kind of the aftermath of the demo so uh yeah screw it i'll just see what happens in it so yeah obviously at the end of, if you played the demo you know far fancy you know at the end of the, like the prologue you blow up the reactor as it were so chapter two is kind of the aftermath of that so getting away and getting back down to the slums where uh, you meet tifa and all of that so that's kind of what i'm doing at the moment i'm doing chapter three so all the various little errands in the slums i've not really touched the original so i can't don't really have a point of reference to compare it to but i'm i'm enjoying it so far and it definitely feels like midgar is a lot more lively and a lot more interesting than you'd see in a lot of jrpg locations like there are tons of people around all living their own lives and with their own agendas so that's kind of that's kind of cool and interesting combat is uh it's fun but you have to you have to be a lot more kind of proactive with healing stuff in a lot of JRPGs, you can just sit back and go, I don't want to use items, or I'm going to barely heal. No, in this one, enemies will very quickly start beating on you, so you've got to make sure you heal up and counter them if you can. Uh, haven't really... Aerith's only appeared once yet, so I can't really comment on her. Can't comment on Red 13 or anything like that. Uh, Tifa is more docile than I've expected, I guess. I don't know. I think the way she's always been portrayed in media is that she's like a, an ass kicker and she hasn't quite come across as that just yet. But again, it's early days. But uh, Cloud is as emo as expected. The, he can't smile. I think he smiled once half-heartedly. And it's like, man, I get, I get you're a downer, but you know, you can, you know, you can smile once in your life, mate. Please. <laughs> please so please it's smile. Like, please. That's the thing. Like, I, I like him as a character and... It's just, I've never, like, as it goes on, I'm feeling myself a little bit more and more distance from Cloud because he's just so much of a downer all the time. And I get, I know what happens in Final Fantasy so I get why. But, uh, yeah, it's, it feels a bit weird that he is this relentlessly meh towards everything. But, uh, yeah, otherwise, I'm, I'm having fun. I'm going to play through more of that probably over the next week or two and then go back to Persona 5. And, yeah, I play JRPGs. What are other games? Only Japan. Oh, <laughs> what's um so say say someone who's never played final fantasy 7 before ever like the original okay. playstation one cool it's just a good starting point for someone that wants to play it maybe like say they've they want to get into it but they never did yes yeah. i it? mean yeah so i mean it's final fantasy 7 but expanded uh this is this isn't the whole of Final. so as final fantasy players probably know this isn't the whole of final fantasy 7 this is essentially the first chunk of it which takes place in midgar but they've expanded it a lot but it really works well if you want to if you've always wanted to try it but you've always been put off by like the old playstation one era final fantasies this is the perfect place to jump in because obviously you've got all the modern graphics and sensibilities of that so midgar looks amazing character models are great cloud is oh oh the vapors <laughs> i got so yeah that that's that's awesome uh obviously it's got more modern combat so if you hate turn-based combat or you yes. didn't like the awkward kind of time-based stuff that final fantasy 7 yes. experimented with this is a lot more action you run around you slash people 
and there's there's still a tiny bit of it like you press a button which will then open your abilities menu and then everything goes down to like super slow motion as you select oh i want to use this super slash ability or i want to cast so this is spell it, is it a bit more like kingdom hearts combat but yeah, a little bit probably like probably uh, a little I mean, bit more but more involved because i played yeah. the demo of kingdom hearts and i wasn't that sold on it yeah but, uh, kingdom hearts is just like button mashing you can have shortcuts to like you press, I think it's L1, and then you press another button. You can use your magic, or you can heal. You can yeah. potion. It's yeah, like, pretty pretty similar to like a modern action RPG kind of yeah. combat. So yeah, because that's that's what put me off playing any any version of Final Fantasy or stuff like that. I don't like. I mean, not combat. all of them. Not all of them are turn based. Like yeah. 15 isn't turn based, but 15 has its own realm of problems. Yeah. But uh, no, so far seven is pretty good. So yeah, if and you don't need prior knowledge of it because it is just a straight remake of the original. And in mm -hmm. from what I know from people who have played both, this does things quite differently in some regards to the original. So it's not like you need knowledge of it or anything. You can play this as a separate experience. Just be prepared for the fact that this is essentially Act One, and there is a lot more to come yeah, so <laughs> over the next more five to ten years yeah yeah that's kind of like because I, I do want to because i've never played fine basically that question was about me if you couldn't tell that's, no that's that's fine um and like the combat of final fantasy 7 originally put me off playing it and then yes. i even tried some of the other final fantasies like the later on ones i think i tried what was the last one i tried which one had lightning in it was it 13 13 is lightning i think i tried 13 and it was it was all right but it wasn't anything special, but I really want to play seven because everyone says seven is the best Final Fantasy. But I just didn't seven, like the combat. I a lot of people say it's the best, mainly because it hit that kind of sweet spot of like when we were just starting to be exposed to JRPGs in the West and everything, and it had a really great story that resonates even today. Like eco terrorism, man, that it's like <laughs> saving the planet. What relevant does that have in twenty twenty? Oh, but uh. Yeah, it's kind of it, because it and Pokemon kind of came out and were like, oh shoot, JRPGs are really cool, yo, and yeah. But it is still definitely a, a very good game and worth trying out. Yeah, it's but, it's on my list of ones to pick up in the near future when I've finished a couple of other games. To that's get fair. Like, I, so. if, you're not, if you're not 100% sold on JRPGs, then you might not want to spend like the £50 on it, but I do. Yeah, I probably should try the demo, to be honest. Go for it. It's That's I've the entire first chapter of the game. Though. The, the only dumb bit about the demo is at one point they're like, oh, you're going to set a bomb. Do you want 20 minutes or 30 minutes? It makes no difference <laughs> whatsoever because the, the way you think it's going to be, because literally after you go to put the bomb in place, you do the first boss battle of the game. So you've like they didn't in the demo, they had it where um, they started the timer after the boss battle. So I was like, ah, so in the real game, they'll start it beforehand. So you know that you've got like 20 minutes to kill the boss or 30 minutes to kill. No, no, they just start after the boss, so you can just leg it in like two minutes. That's a bit, so, yeah. It's, it's a, a bit weird when they're like, you want 20 or 30? I'm like, mate, I could be out in five. Yeah, <laughs> that, that, that reminds me of um, Metal Gear Solid. I'm somehow bringing this back to Metal Gear Solid. Don't ask how I've done this. But uh, in the first game, basically when the, when the story's going in, basically they've set a demand of 24 hours to meet the demand before mm -hmm. they launch these nukes. So I always thought that if I played the game for more than 24 hours, that would be it over, if you know <laughs> what I mean. Yeah. So like, obviously, every time I saved, I was checking how many hours I played of it to make sure I didn't go over 24. And right. then I think at one point, I might have just left the PlayStation on playing the game, like <laughs> somewhere randomly. And obviously, it was over 24 hours. And I was like, oh, oh, it didn't matter. Oh, that's a bit. Well, it's it's, it's weird as well, because like, long-term Final Fantasy players, like me, will remember there's a bit in Final Fantasy VIII where one of the very first, I think actually the first dungeon in the game, which is kind of like designed to test your skills as a player. 
and they're like, oh, okay, so you're going to go in this dungeon, you're going to fight Ifrit, who's the big fire summon, if you don't know. And essentially, they go, how long do you think you'll need? 10 minutes, 20 minutes, 30 minutes, 40 minutes. And if you pick 10 minutes, and like you have to be damn good at the game, otherwise you're going to get screwed. But, uh, but there's actual kind of repercussions based on what you pick there. So I thought that this would be kind of like that, but it's not really. It's just a pointless choice. That or someone will reply to me in the comments being like, actually, this changes this thing five chapters in. They're like, oh, well, yeah. This changes the next time you the next time you buy Final Fantasy Part Two, you will find out <laughs> what the change is. <laughs> Whenever that comes out, yeah, come like, back in five years' time to find out. I really hope they have a release scheduled in mind because I know a lot of people have got to the end and like, I want the next part now, and obviously yeah. that's not going to happen. But if it's going to take like three years for the next act, people are going to start getting a bit impatient. Yeah, because it's not like say a game, well, like Gears of War, where Gears of War Four finished not on a cliffhanger, but on a on a story point, but not it's not the middle not of the game. Not on a cliffhanger. You know I, mean. not I was waiting for that. I shouldn't have said Dude, that. I, I, I couldn't on. tell you what happened at the end of Gears of War Four. You you were a transformer. You blew up a base. It was very anticlimactic, and then it ended. Yeah, it kind of that one. It ended with a bit of a story I mean, point, but it's yeah. not one probably how fine of how like end in the middle of a game would end, like in the middle of a for this, game would end. For, for, for the sake of my sanity, I'm not comparing the story of Gears of War to the story of Final Fantasy. <laughs> no, 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 I'm not even, I'm not comparing that. Let's do a long side by side. I've never played Final Fantasy, but I even know the story and that'll be better than Gears of War. <laughs> Rude. Rude. Wait, are we talking Gears of War original trilogy or Just Gears of War? all of them. Oh, I'm sorry. Is one of them actually a narrative masterpiece, Laura? Is there's that, that great, there's that great I, scene in Gears of War 2 when Dom finds his wife dead. and that I that thought point, that oh, scene was crap. I didn't get was I, 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 heartbroken. I didn't like they tried to put emotions on my gears. I, I, wanted my, I just wanted my gears. Oh, you just wanted to be mindless shooting. Yeah, I don't. You want I, a I gruff, gruff man, I, shoot, I, focus, die. I like, I like, yeah, I like a good story game. Don't be wrong. I just feel like Gears One never set it up to be that, and I don't understand why it was. They just tried so hard to be that in Number Two with. Because the... you can't just be gruff man shoot for like how yes, six you, games, yeah. seven Call games. Of, Call of Duty's been gruff man shoot. Call of Duty's had story. I mean, yeah, but some of them. Yeah. Adults, really one and two had great Adults. stories. Modern Adults. Warfare Adults. one and two and three. I mean, it's I brutal, bad man, oh. betrayal. I wouldn't call it duty. I always betrayal. The numbers, Mason. The numbers. Brrr. Anyway, Car- let's move along and tell me anything else you're playing that is grrr. As good as no, that's as I say, I've, I've mainly been in the world of JRPGs. So go, go on, go on, Squiggy. Take it away. What have you been oh, up to? Well, I've got a list. For oh, dear Lord. I, fin- I finished some games. So I finished Borderlands 3. It was... um. It was all right, actually. It wasn't. I know I said the last time we talked about it that it wasn't as good as Borderlands One or Two, but the more like the closer I got to the ending, it was actually a little bit better. I did notice there was a lot of basically backtracking to go from like, oh, you're at this point, you need to go back here to do this, go somewhere else. Oh no, you've left something there, you need to go back and do that. And it kind of got a little bit tedious. And I think they only did it to basically stretch it out a little bit. I know that I know it was probably in Borderlands One and Two, but I don't think it felt like. It was that bad. Whereas in this one, it literally felt like every mission you were going to a place, then having to go back to where you came from to then go back to the place you went to to kind of progress a little bit. And it just got a little bit frustrating, which I kind of didn't really see the point in. But uh, yeah, I finished it. The ending, the end boss battle was pretty good. The ending was pretty decent. I'm probably not going to go in and do all the side quests because there's just so many to do that I just don't have time to do them. And I think a lot of the side quests, again, are a little bit of 
good, go from A to B, but now you need to go back to A to then go to B, to go to C, to go back to B, to then finish off at D. And I just, I don't know, for me, I just can't really be bothered with that, especially when it's just basically trekking through like wasteland stuff to get there. I just don't, it doesn't really appeal to me too much. Um, I also finished um, Jedi Fallen Order. I know Laura's finished that. You've not played it, Slazer, have you? I've not played a Star Wars game. No, I didn't think I didn't think you had. Um, and I think again, me and Laura had the discussion last time that it's good, but it could be better. And I think even well, I'm just going to have a rant about the ending here. So spoilers, it's been out long enough. I don't really care. The idea of the game is that you need to get this holocron which has all the locations of all the Jedi younglings, so you can basically reform the Jedi Order to help take down the Empire. Laura, if I'm wrong here, just jump in. Okay, we'll do. You're correct so far. That's good, that's good. And then basically, it gets to the end, after you've gone through this story to do all of this stuff, and he has the holocron, it's in his hand, and he cuts it in half with his lightsaber. And it's like, I have just spent all this time doing all of this for the story at the end, by you cutting it in half and going, or oh, the, the Empire will find them. We've got to keep them safe by destroying this. And it's like, well, why isn't the game all about destroying it in the first place? It would have had a bit more like effect that you've done all this fight and all this to get this holocron to destroy it, to stop the Empire killing all the younglings. Instead of, we need to rebuild the Jedi Order, bring it back to what it once was. Actually, now we're just going to destroy it. We'll keep them safe from the Empire. Carry on. It just wasn't, I don't know, I felt a bit anticlimactic. I and mean, I think it would have been better if they hadn't destroyed it because they could have opened up so many new story arcs with so many new like Jedi, so they could have kept it going forever and ever, basically, if they wanted. I just that feel way. that it was meant to be... I, I agree with you that I didn't like it, so before you like, think, but I feel like they wanted you to learn a lesson with the whole... Um... You know how the... I can't think of the woman's name. It was her former pupil turned and all that stuff. It seemed to be like anyone could be corrupted by the dark side sort of thing, and they just didn't want to risk anyone being young Lindsay. I swear you were just meant to learn a lesson that it's better than no one knows and the Force just works its way out. And I was kind of like, cool. I mean, if we all just sat back and let the world burn, I mean, that is totally a plan, guys. Yeah, but that's what it kind of felt like, as in, like, we're just going to stop them getting their hands on all of this stuff. We're just going to let, like, it's basically let nature take its course. Yeah, well, um, which you, and, makes less sense. If you've got the list, go protect them yeah, from a distance. Like, Do an Obi Wan, yeah. man. Get a cloak. Yeah, that's, well, that's what I mean. Like Be- when you look at the Star Wars movie series, like obviously Luke Skywalker, they, they know he's a Jedi. The Empire obviously know that there's two Jedi's out there somewhere, so they keep them safe. And obviously, there's a list of of potential Jedi's here. So why aren't they doing that again? Kind of, which I just, is what I didn't really get. It's like we're just going to leave them to their own devices. The Empire will find some of them. They'll kill a few of them. We don't care. It's fine. We've protected them. It's like, well, no, you haven't really. It's just a bit odd. It's kind of like they wash their hands, like, not my problem no more. Yeah, it's like, oh, well, let's carry on. Let's fly to some planet. But, yeah. I mean, we've, like you said, we've discussed it. It could have been better. I mean, the story was the strongest point, and the fact the ending was a bit, probably under. I, I I did still like it, but, like, the whole game as a package, I still liked it, and I think it. It could do things better, and I think it might be a case of of like Assassin's Creed to Assassin's Creed Two, where the next Jedi Fallen Order improves the combat and all the lightsaber and the Force improves it all a little bit more and makes it a little bit better. That's what I'm hoping because I got a little bit frustrated with some of the climbing parts as well and the swimming parts in the game. So I'm kind of hoping that they get improved a little bit as well. That's all the that's the buzzword of that game. All running. 
wall running. Yeah, it's, that's frustrating. The enemy. It's worse yeah. than the enemy. The most the hardest enemy in that game was wall run. Yeah, pretty much. Yeah. Um, we'll not talk about that anymore. Played a bit more Warzone, like you do. I'm not really going to talk about that again. I jumped into Apex after Slazer had been talking about it. Me and my friend jumped into that because the Call of Duty servers were down, so we needed something to play. Um, we ended up winning the game. Like the sec- I think it was the third or fourth game we played. Because it's the first time we've played it since any of the updates. Didn't even know there was a new map. Um, I mean, all yeah. the maps are on rotation now. So. Yeah, well, we didn't know that either until we ended up back on the old map a little bit later <laughs> on and went, eh, what's going on? I just got used to the other one. But yeah, it was, it was actually really good fun. Um, I don't know if, if they reduced the size of the number of players. Because nope. it, it felt like the games went really quick, but I don't know if that's just compared to how long. It's always been 60 players. Uh, that, yeah, I suppose that's like, well, Warzone's got 150, I think. Uh, so, something like yeah. that, yeah. Yeah, so it's a bit smaller. Because we, we were thinking how quick these games are going. Like, we've not seen anyone yet, but we're in the top five already. Yeah, it can be, like, depending on, you'll either die immediately, generally, or you'll yeah. ride out most of the game, which is generally about 15 minutes or so for a game, maybe up to yeah. 20, depending on if it's one where people stall. Yeah, we've, because we noticed that a few times we either died straight away, or we made it in yeah. the sort of the top the top three, and then we eventually won a game where basically the, the other two teams were fighting each other, and we knew where the both were, so we just waited for them to finish fighting and just jumped in Yep, and killed them. That's one way to win. But I quite enjoyed it. I've been I've been playing a little bit more of that since that first day I played it, so I quite enjoyed it. I'll probably jump back in and keep playing a bit of that as well. And finally, I started a game called World War Z, which was on Game Pass. Um, me and my friend, after finishing Borderlands, we thought we need a couple more sort of co-op games to play just to pass the time in lockdown. So we looked at this one. It's it's a little bit like Left 4 Dead. It's um, so many games which have like Z- War and Z in the title. I genuinely yeah. don't know which one this one is. Is this the one that was originally Epic exclusive and then isn't? I have absolutely no idea. I just know it's on Game Pass. Great. Um, yeah, that's all I can tell you. Go on Game Pass and check it out. But it's um, it's actually pretty good. It's a bit like you can tell it's not it's not polished. If you know what I mean. Like there's none of the like Left 4 Dead Two was was a pretty polished game. There wasn't really many. Issues yeah. in it and well, stuff like that. Well, it was a Valve game, so yeah. 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 Whereas, oh, this, I was right. Yeah, it was the one that was on Epic. Yeah, this was essentially the Epic version of Left 4 Dead, which I really wanted to play at some point. Yeah, but it was Epic exclusive, so I wasn't buying it. Yeah, it's a, it's it's actually pretty good to be honest. Like me and my friend both said that it's on Game Pass. It's probably not going to be that good, and we've been surprised at how decent it actually is. Like when you see the horde of all the zombies running towards you, it's like that's pretty. I say this is the one that does hordes a lot better. So you'll actually see like hundreds upon hundreds of zombies coming at you, and then you'll look down and they're like forming like a human pyramid, as it were, yeah. trying to crawl up to you. That's pretty so cool. And then like you shoot, the bottom, yeah. you shoot the bottom of the pyramid, and it all falls yeah. from the bottom there. It's it's actually really good like that. The yeah. physics are pretty. The physics are impressive. Like if you throw a grenade into a group of zombies, it will launch them everywhere. But yeah. it does it a little bit over the top, I think. But it's quite it's quite funny, and to be honest, I wasn't expecting much, and I've really enjoyed it. It's not very long. We've done, I think. Well, it's Left 4 Dead style campaigns. So yeah, I think there's three actual campaigns, and the first one had four four chapters, chapters or whatever it chapters was, and the second acts. one had three, and we finished both of them within like a week, if that. Um, within a week, like, so it's you know it's not that long. It only took a week. Well, no, but like only play. <laughs> I was going to say only playing like in ninety minutes to two hours. Sure, Every but Left 4 Dead 2's campaigns were only like an hour each as well. Yeah, and yeah, only that's like true. Five of them in the base yeah. game. So. No, I mean that's the thing. It's not like I'm not complaining about the length. I think it's probably 
the perfect amount of time for a game like that because there's only so yeah. many zombies you can blow up. Um, well, the they're meant to be like shit, but... between that and Left 4 Dead. <laughs> I'm sorry, they're meant to be like uh, movie length. So yeah, 60 to 90 minutes is yeah. about right. Yeah, and like yeah, they're not they're not. It's not terrible. Like I thought it was really going to be pretty bad, but it's not. There's there's a few little frustrations in it, but I'm not going to complain about them because it's free on Game Pass. It's probably not very expensive to pick up anyway if it wasn't free. And I'd uh, say it's worth your money. It's if you want something that's that's like Left 4 Dead, you miss Left 4 Dead 2 and stuff like that. Then I definitely recommend picking that up. Oh, it's thirty-two pound on Epic. So. Thirty-two pound. I wouldn't pay thirty-two pound for it. <laughs> I might. I'd, I'd probably go. I mean, would you pay? Did you pay that for Left 4 Dead too? I got Left 4 Dead two for Christmas the year it came out, so I would have paid full ah, price for okay. it. Okay. <laughs> um, yeah, but I think I'd I'd probably pay probably twenty at the most because because it's on Game Pass. I wouldn't yeah. really pay loads for it. Um, but no, oh, no it's, sorry, I meant like if it wasn't sorry, I meant like yeah, I don't mean like on top of Game Pass. God no, no. yeah, you're no, I, yeah. I think if I didn't have Game Pass and I wanted to, and it was marketed as like the next Left 4 Dead, and I'd paid thirty two pound for it, I don't think I'd be disappointed. I think it helps there as well because it's on Game Pass. Obviously, that means it's a lot easier sell for like a group of people to get it. Yeah. Whereas otherwise, yeah. if everyone has to buy it, it has to be the next big thing, like Valve's Left 4 Dead was. Yeah, a bit like they try to do with um, was it Evolve. Evolve, yeah, Evolve was one that had a lot of issues with that. Uh, Dead by Daylight has had a bunch of issues with that. Um, The new Resident Evil game mode, I know, has had a lot of issues because one of you has to play the killer star role and everyone wants to be that, so there's never survivors and (laughs) so Yeah, but no, we've had a few, like, technical problems with the server. I think there were server issues. One of the days we played it where we just couldn't... Literally, we're both in the lobby. We're both, like, we're both press ready and it just wouldn't load. It would load the host into a game, but wouldn't load the other person in with them so i had that a couple of times but apart from that there's not been any there's been no like glitches or anything in the game like things disappearing not being able to do certain things basically everything that happened in borderlands hasn't happened in this in borderlands is a triple a shooter so i think i said that to my friend it was like we've played borderlands 3 for this long it's locked my xbox off about six times turned it off about three or four times <laughs> six or seven times and this game's just basically come in and been perfect for that and you would think it would be the other way around because you would expect Borderlands 3 to be polished. I mean, Borderlands 3 is an open-world game, so I would expect it to be buggy. This was just trying to load the game. Oh, okay, damn, yeah, I wouldn't expect that. Yeah, there's, <laughs> there's, a, big, there's a massive thread on the um, forums for Borderlands 3. Basically, people saying that it just turns people's Xboxes off. And everyone says, oh, your Xbox is overheating. And people are like, no, I've literally just turned it on, tried to load my character into the game, and my Xbox is powered off. Oh, dear. And it happened to me loads. I couldn't believe it. I was busy talk- like, talking to my friend loading the game and then my Xbox turn off. And the game takes long enough to load to the character select screen as it is. So that's like another 20 minutes to get back there. It's ridiculous. So if anyone from uh, the Borderlands team is listening, fix your game. Please fix your game. Uh, yeah, uh, Randy, you're listening, right? Fix it. Yeah, yeah Randy, instead of taking all that money out of the company, fix your game. Oh, yeah, yeah, I went there. Shots fired. I went there. Well, now he's, segment on that now he's specifically gonna he's gonna fix it for everyone else, bar you. Just me. Well, it doesn't matter anymore. I'm done with it. I'm done. You Until can break the it DLC. Nah, I'm not that. I'm not as invested in it as I was the first Borderlands. I mean, you're playing the third one. You're probably gonna play the fourth one. Wait, no, this is the fourth one. You're probably gonna play the fifth one. Yeah, that's anyway. Let's move away from that. I'm not invested in Borderlands. You need to remember that. So. The next, the next segment we're going to look at is called This Day in Gaming. Um, we introduced this one last week. It's pretty straightforward. We sort of look at what happened on this day in gaming history. 
the day is obviously the day this podcast goes live on podcasts and services around the world, um, which is the 12th of May for you people listening listening to it on the day it gets released. If you're listening to it before then, congratulations, you've done something that we couldn't do. If you listen to it after, then you should be subscribing to us so you know when we go live. So on the 12th of May... But it's, it's still the 12th of May, whether you're before or after all my day. Yeah, we are still talking about the 12th of May. May. Yeah, we are not going to talk about the 11th or the 13th, the 24th of May, which is my birthday, by the way. Um, so on the 12th of May, we were launched in America in 2008. So we were was... I was putting a little bit of a background into it. It was basically the service that allowed we users to download games and applications, which were designed and developed for the Wii console. It was Nintendo's um, indie game service. Pretty much, yeah. And it was it was weird. I get it. Because, we heard. Weird. Yeah, it was like... Funny man. I didn't actually mean to do that, but... <laughs> it was a little bit weird because, like, Nintendo had games on there as well, as well as a lot of sort of, like, indie developers. Yes. Um, but there's some, you know, like, Square. Square had some games, which was the Crystal Chronicles ones. Yeah, that was, like, one, like that. one... The only one, actually, I bought was... Um, Final Fantasy Crystal Chronicles My Life as a Dark Lord, which was a kind of neat um, reverse tower defense game. So instead of like trying to conquer a tower, you were building the towers to try and kill the heroes, which is it's like, wow, this isn't Final Fantasy. What? What's happened? But no, that was that was pretty fun. That was also the only one I bought. But Yeah, there's some Phoenix Wright games on there as well. Yeah, uh, Lost Winds, I think, was one of the big ones yes, on Lost, there. Well, Lost Winds was how I, I was basically looking at games that came out and Lost Winds was... Right one of the major ones that came out on the same day. And I was like, I've heard of that. Why have I heard of that? And then I remembered it was because of WiiWare. World of Goo as well. What a game World of Goo is. <laughs> I like World of Goo though. I know what that is. World of Goo represent. No? Yeah, I've never actually played that, even though it's like one of the original indie games, as it were. You should play it. It's really good. I probably own it 20 times. I know. I think, <laughs> I think you'd actually like it though. Because I just, I'm not saying all Goo and Blob games are the same, but. I don't know. Sort of but you played about... the blob, Sean, yeah, so you yeah. probably will like this one. It's it's the same joyous like of how creative they can be with so little, if that makes sense. Because it's just a blob. Yeah. And I that's just, it, just goo. A lot of it was like Nintendo's indie as well. It was a bit like the Xbox Live arcade where you had sort of smaller yes. games on there from bigger publishers and developers, ones that wouldn't get a, a box release. Basically what would be downloadable games back then, if you know what I mean. Whereas now downloadable games are pretty much everything. So you had sort of Castlevania, I think it was Castlevania on there, which would have been rolling one. Um, Strong Bads, cool game for attractive people. I remember that. That was a Telltale one. Was that Telltale? Oh, wow. Okay. Yeah. And like Tales of Monkey Island was on there, the Telltale one. Yeah, there was there was a lot of stuff on there. Uno was on there. I know Laura, we've all love played Uno. Love a bit of Uno. Yeah, it was, it was an interesting service. I don't really think I paid for many games on there. And obviously you only bought the one. That I remember, so, like, yeah. my reason in the next room. I bought a ton of virtual console, but I don't know, we were never really jumped out to me a lot, especially as I think I already had my 360 by that point, so a lot yeah. of that was scratched by Xbox Live Arcade. Yeah, I think that was the thing, like, what I was saying, it was basically their version of the Xbox Live Arcade, and if you yeah. were already invested in the Xbox, you probably had a lot of these games on there. Like, I noticed Bejeweled 2 was on that list. I was just game. thinking of Bejeweled. When you said Xbox Live Arcade, I think my mind was yeah that came i think that came out i think that was already installed on if you bought the 360 premium wow one when no, it came out that was that was hexic oh, wasn't it was it hex no, uh, you, there was a there was a one they released like a disc version that you got as a in a bundle with bejewel it might have been bejewel oh yeah too. they did do a, like a yeah thing like five arcade games and the classic because there was that and i, I remember having that i mean i can't 
place what the other games are right now. All I remember is Bejeweled, which says a lot. Was Marble um, Blast in that lot? Oh, that doesn't seem familiar to me. It could have been, but honestly, okay. I'm just drawing my... I just know that they did the whole, you know, um, kind of like how certain consoles just always come with the same game. This was like Xbox's live sort of tasted demo of the arcade to get you sort of hooked and checking hooked. out the service once you've bought a console. Because obviously their big hitters were still like your, your mainstream Halos. Forza. Every little helps to get people in and checking out the arcade of a good experience. So, well, that's enough talking about WiiWare. Um, there was another big announcement in 2005 that Xbox Ooh. 360 was officially just, announced on MTV. Oh, no. With Frodo Baggins, Elijah Wood, hosting. Oh, no. Yeah. I mean, to be fair, that's so, that's so like a um, thing doing it on MTV. Such a, so of the time. Yeah, yeah, I mean, let's like, I mean, dropping cars from ceilings. Do it in style, sort of. Yeah, it was. It's like I, when I was looking at this, I found it quite weird though because they unveiled it in May. E three was sort of at the end of the month. Okay. And it was kind of a bit like you've gone for this big deal. Like, why not unveil it at E three? But yeah. Well, I, I mean, mean I, I imagine without having like looked into it or anything, I imagine it was a case of they said it at MTV and like, yeah, here it is, and like maybe yeah. even here's the box. But then obviously at E3 it's like, and now here's everything else you want to know about it, like which, the games and the price. and Which they kind of do now, but not in that sort of style. As in you get the release of, this is what we're planning. This is the code name. These are some specs. Yeah. Well, generally this... you get everything by social media now. Yeah. Than, I mean, but that's, I guess that's the equivalent. Like they weren't really as pushing it in that way. And they want to make it a big deal when they revealed the information. So. And what bigger deal than MTV? With Elijah and, Wood. And Elijah Wood, come on. Don't don't be understanding yeah, this. <laughs> don't forget but, Elijah Wood. I mean I, how could I? He's in my thoughts every night, except he's but, not, because I don't uh, care about Lord of the Rings, but you know. I mean he's done more than Lord of the Rings. Just please don't quiz me on stuff. I was gonna um, say he has, but I don't know what they are. He did that weird detective y show thing that's really popular. Mitchell and Murders. No, oh yes. Mid- he was in- going to go on Midsummer Night's yeah, Dream, so. Yeah, you know what? Uh, uh, it's just wacky. It's fine. It's not for you people. Um, it's on Netflix, whatever. Um, I was going to. I just. I can't know what to say to that, but the Xbox 360 announcement. I mean, I don't really remember Elijah Wood. I don't remember this announcement at all, which is Not weird meaning. but then it took me a year to get into the 360 because i wasn't into the xbox or microsoft's yeah this was before. back when i was fully into nintendo still so oh, i still xbox I cares about that i was nintendo solely i mean i think obviously this was you know i didn't get like the original xbox so this is this is yeah. the console where i was like hey microsoft are a big deal here like you know what i mean i'm seeing what they're doing everyone's talking about these multiplayer fun times they're having what is this Gears of War? And that's when my life kind of took a downward turn. <laughs> I think, <laughs> it was at that point. <laughs> yeah, I don't remember much of this. The Killers were there as well. Oh, uh, the music, musical performance from the Killers. But I don't remember much of this either. To be honest, I probably don't remember anything about it. I remember the I, E3 stuff. I remember trying to get one on launch day. Yeah, so you're a launcher, so you would remember. I feel like if you don't remember this announcement, this announcement did not do its job. Yeah, because you like would for... must be keeping one eye on it because you had the. Original but in, I mean, in fairness, yeah. it's not like in 2005. It's not like you can just go, "Oh, I'll just watch it again on YouTube." Like, yeah, YouTube. What <laughs> doesn't exist yet at this point? I don't think. Or if it, it might, does, it's it, very. It's in its, it's in its early years. Yeah. At, or maybe this is about when you know Google didn't own them, so Google had their own video service. Yeah, and I don't also think... people didn't just say, "I'll Google that." <sighs> yeah, and also people weren't like, I don't think every company under the sun had a YouTube channel, so MTV or whatever this 
yeah. thing where I'm like, we're going to put all the highlights on YouTube. They probably did a yeah. TV show of the highlights. This and was the era where it's like, oh man, I wonder what happened at E3. Can't wait to buy the magazine. You crazy man. Yeah, you were kind of like either buying the magazine or hoping that sort of GameSpot or IGN had put up the video and that you had enough internet speed to be able to buffer the video and watch <laughs> enough it. Enough internet Come on, gerbil, run faster. I mean, he's not wrong. I remember like spending like an hour trying to buffer a 30 second video for um, what it was one of the DS Zelda games. Yeah. Good, good old times. Good old dial up. What a weird time that was. Did anything else important happen on this day? Does, I mean, this is good stuff. Not really. There was the Legacy Larry game was released on that on the Ooh, 12th of I May, mean, but yeah. Which, which one? Oh, I don't know. I don't know off the top of my head. I mean, the subtitles are the funniest bits about the game, so I'm a little disappointed by this. But um, yeah, I was going to say, I want to know how you'd top Elijah Wood. Did everyone else just look at what else has happened on this day and thought, steering away from this? This but day you can't, is legendary. You can't top Elijah Wood, that's the thing. Imagine if they just start releasing Lord of the Rings games and they always do it on this day. The day <laughs> Elijah Woods did Xbox 360. Elijah Wood Day. Yes. I yeah, mean... look at, looking through it, there wasn't actually that much. If we'd, if we'd picked other, like, other days around it, there's a few other things. But I mean, it's an awkward time in terms of game releases, this yeah. sort of period, because it, we're coming up usually to like your E3s and your announcements, your check-ins. So you don't really get many releases around this point. I mean, I, I know it seems to have changed in recent years. I f- don't know why March has become such a big... I know it's March Madness in NBA, but I swear to God, gaming... It's the end April. of financial year. Yeah. Oh, th- I thought it was April. Yeah. Or was that it in is, America? But you've got to get your... Oh, I'm sorry. Sort of announced. They, they kind of use it to sort of boost everything for the next year as well before they announce yeah. that um basically that they haven't hit the profit margins or whatever the one they hit. They go, but we've got coming at the end of this like oh. the end of the next financial year a month ago we started rolling in the money again stay tuned yeah. um, I, I must like you saying that like i must admit and i still to this day don't really understand why summer is always such a derelict time for games because in my I, head i'm yeah. like but all the kids are out surely you want to release it then when they'll be like mommy what? mommy i want that shiny <laughs> game <laughs> beautiful but i've always seen that that the average age of a gamer is like 30 onwards or 40 i saw one that was like 44 44 is an average age of a gamer this was a very old survey by the way we're talking a few years ago so i don't know how uh, that's that's fair. i mean it has but become a lot it's a lot broader now than it used to i feel be. like gaming is for everyone but i also probably point out that when people are off school in the summer because this is how i used to justify this yeah. is that normally parents take time off to take their kids away because That's you actually true. have that holiday time so it's not necessarily a time where they're all stuck at home like what can i game the games are sometimes for after school when they finish their homework it sounds very yes. disciplined for, for this is when they do this but i kind of see the dilemma i tended to game in the summer because if i went away on a holiday i we stayed in the country and we did long car journeys to holiday places. So I wanted a DS, portable game, Game Boy Advance game, whatever. Play in the car. But no, no, you're, you're right. I, don't, I, I spent I just the entire whole game market. District playing Pokemon. Yeah, so I get that sort of vibe when those games come out. But then I also kind of understand maybe why they ain't based around the summer. Also, I don't know what the how they link up with other countries and stuff like that. I know summer is summer, but you know what I mean. Like... In terms of they'd like to do worldwide releases now, does it make much yes. of a difference if they're going, oh, we're going to target this? I don't know. I feel there very is true. a reason, but I've always found it very weird. But then I've also tried to justify it. It seems like I thought about this in ages, like, why are there no games out? But um, yeah, I also found a lot in the summer that if you were a kid who got, you know, wasn't on holiday, you weren't lucky, um, and you were indoors and they looked for it, I did find a lot of downloadable games become like the summer release. 
like it's the summer of arcade wasn't it with an xbox live thing yes like that was always like if you are at home we're gonna go straight to your console sort of advertising release dates around castle crashes yeah so uh, that's just yeah but i'm kind of impressed that you managed found some impressive things on this day considering i think this is kind of like a yeah period i think think we might struggle in the next few weeks after that because (laughs) saying that we might be able to talk about e3 announcements yeah there's that and then it'd be on this day a castle crashes release yeah if we can time that perfectly we've done really well yeah but anyway we'll move on to our next segment which is the good the bad and the damn right weird good bad or weird you know the original (laughs) name so anyway um in this segment we're going to talk about the wii so the wii for me kind of fits in to all three of these i think i don't know if you both agree with me that there's good bits there's bad bits and there's weird bits only good only good no bad only good there, there is, i think there's some weird downsides but there's also i think there's some weird stuff we definitely can get weird stuff stuff from the wii I, <sighs> yeah anyway. so i mean everyone everyone should know what the wii is for people that don't it was nintendo's next console after the gamecube it was released in 2006 i believe yes um it had a funny wangly controller, which a lot of people, when this was announced, were a bit like, what is this? What are Nintendo doing with this wangly remote control, basically, TV remote controller? But I don't know. Like, one of the things I've bullet pointed down to talk about is the reveal of it. And I don't know if you guys remember this, but it was E3. It might have been 2005, actually, I think. I can't remember the year properly, but basically um, Miyamoto came out on stage with the Wii mode and started conducting Wii music with it. And the only reason I remember that, talking about what we're talking about before, having to download videos from GameSpot, I downloaded this E3 conference from GameSpot onto my little iPod video so I could watch it over and over again because it was that cool. That's all I've got. That's me talking about the Wii done. All of it. Uh, no, I didn't, I didn't find out about it through that. I think I found out about it through like, the first issue of O&M. Back when they rebranded from Nintendo ah, Official. Those were the days. Official Nintendo Magazine. They were like, oh my god, let's talk about that. And they were just talking about really basic, basic stuff. Like, you point it at the screen, there's a dot, you press a button. When you point at it, the dot goes away. Just the very, very basic tech demos. But even from then, I was like, whoa, this is, this is kind of crazy and interesting and something different. Especially as we were already kind of then just about at the start of the DS, and that was. I don't know if that had taken off yet at that point, but the DS was proving that there was an appetite for something that wasn't just traditional play games in the same traditional way. And this was probably around when Nintendo was starting to move away from traditional to their where they are now, where they're more experimental and always like quirkiness. To... I like. To I don't that, go quirky because I feel that kind of undersells what they try and do. They do put thought into the gimmicks. I don't. Know. I just think quirky is like, like randomly go what quirky but yeah. quirky in the sense i find it it's like a, the, the nintendo charm they had it in their games and they found a way to add it to their content yeah i kind yes. of feel like this was this was sort of the generation including handhelds that nintendo kind of didn't want to come not did not want to compete with playstation and microsoft but decided that Go they've got another way different yeah different direction like they weren't going to compete with them for which console is the most powerful what can yeah. do this and this the one to be the most innovative company yeah um, well, they wanted to be the most open, I think, was their goal. They wanted yeah. gaming to be, like, this inclusive thing where it wasn't just the traditional image of someone in their cellar going, yes, yes, and hunched over a I love how you something. say cellar, not base- basement. But... Uh, sure, either or, who cares? I'll have it you know that I do that on the top floor of my house. 
No basement. I, mean, I, I also get that. I also go when you look at the graphics argument. I mean, I don't really. A Mario game is going to only look certain good and have the colors be so vibrant. It's not like I need super realism Mario. And it's kind of, I don't know, it feels a bit weird for the, if they went toe to toe with Microsoft and PlayStation in that regard when they're trying to push Mario games and stuff. Yeah. And I think going back to what I said about the reveal, I think it won like best in show and it won, it won pretty much everything that year for like best hardware, best in show, best basically it won everything like i think it won like 20 awards for innovation and stuff like that just at e3 and i think that shows how well nintendo probably developed it in the background as well as it like codename revolution and it kind of was a revolution it was well. but it would have been developed alongside ds i imagine so they were probably yeah. trying to come up with a twin strategy of like both of them innovating their own way but sorry laura you were saying i was it's more the fact that they had the whole revolution and it was performance but i do think it was one of those it's going to sound really like I'm undermining them, but I'm not. But you know, like they won Best in Show and it's a very memorable E3 conference when it was shown off and stuff like that. I do think because of how what, how the gaming works, it was easier to put on a show with it. Does that make sense? Because you're doing all the motions stuff. Yeah. Because there's a certain point that you're like, here's the latest Call of Duty trailer. There's only so many ways you can, you know. Yeah. Do you remember the guy playing Wii Music with the drum kit? Yeah. Rally, yeah. whatever he's called. Yeah, he's like the one thing that I think pretty much everyone remembers from. Like uh, the he was the second year, wasn't he? I think he was. Week. I think it was like, because I think in the first one, they just showed the idea of the controller yeah. being a conductor's stick. I don't know what yeah. it's called, a stick. And then I think the year after that, that's when they brought loads of people on stage to play like the saxophone and the drums and everything. We had like yeah, all the Nintendo CEOs alongside Ravi playing yeah. like Wii music, and that was how they ended that year Z3, and that didn't get as praised as the previous year. Yeah, but uh, <laughs> it, it's a good proof of concept. It didn't need to become a game, so to say, but it was a very good kind of, and it was an easy, immediate way to show people this is what you can do with this. Here I am conducting an orchestra because that's a very motion heavy yeah. thing. Yeah. So did did you get the Wii when it came out, like on launch, or did you? Not I there, did. Yeah, yeah, one of the. I think the first home console I saved up and bought for myself on launch. Ditto. Yeah, as, I was a launch. Yeah. I was a launch guy for it as well. You know, back when you could save up for these things because they didn't cost approximately $5 billion. Well, the price yeah, was really yeah. good. Yeah, what was the price of it, Laura? <laughs> I only paid 175 so... <laughs> yeah. Laura had a discount in, in UK, In UK prices, £180. Which is, like, unheard of. I think even handheld consoles are doing that these days. No, Maybe. yeah, these days. I mean, I mean, if you're a Vita or Sony handheld, sure. yeah. for comparison, at the time the DS launched, which was about a year and a half before, at about a hundred pound. I'd say that was a hundred, wasn't it? Yeah. Yeah. Just imagine that, like buying a, buying a gaming system for like just just barely three figures. In fact, no, it would have been nine nine ninety nine. So yeah, yeah, two figures. It's ridiculous. It's ridiculous when you think about it, and especially when you kind of think of probably the innovation in the Wii. Like, I think even the three sixty yes. was two hundred and eighty pound. So it was £100 more. The PlayStation yeah. 3 was, what, £420? <laughs> oh, I think it launched like at 425 and then very quickly went under 400 <laughs> Yeah, and that's what I mean when you think, like, in this one generation, you've got such a range of prices. Yeah. That, obviously, and, and you kind of think Nintendo's the most innovative one in this, so it should probably cost more. Well, the thing is, they very much, they plan out, the crazy thing is, Nintendo, so obviously they plan out all their stuff, so obviously they don't want to chase after graphics cards or anything, so they're happy to essentially have it be a GameCube Plus, I think, internally it was in many ways. Yeah. But also, like, Sony didn't make a profit on the system. Microsoft don't make a profit on the 360. Nintendo, I don't know if it's still the case, but at the time, always budgeted their systems, so they made a profit on their systems. I can, I can tell you the profit if you want. 
I'll go I, have for it, it. Actually, I actually have it here. So um, in the Financial Times that reported that in Japan it made $13, in the US it made $49, and in Europe it made $79 on every. Damn, um, Yeah. So they were essentially already off to a, like, before it's even out, they're like, yeah, we can release it and we'll make money on every system. Yeah. And I think after about two or three years, based on, like, shipping and how many sold and didn't sell and stuff, I think it was on average they made $6 per every Wii unit sold, including, like, games and accessories and stuff like that, which is pretty impressive. Yeah. Yeah. They did very well. Yeah. Like, most most consoles, the idea is you'll buy games and accessories. So you'll buy, oh, you buy an Xbox, so we'll lose money there. But you'll buy Xbox Live, and that doesn't really cost us anything to ship. So (laughs) we'll make our money back there. Yeah. And I think, like... I don't know. I think the Wii, because of because of what we're talking about, like making it for everyone, that it became it became like a way for people to get into games. I know on the first episode of the podcast, we talked about Portal being yeah. a game for like everyone. I think the Wii was like the but console the for was, everyone. Yeah, the Wii and the DS really kind of paved the way for like the masses, as it were, to properly get into gaming. Before like mobile gaming was a big thing. Before Facebook gaming was a big thing. Like people might play. And like a browser game in Flash, I guess, back in those days, like maybe um, whatever the monkey to blooms was at Tower Defense, if that was a thing back then. They might play something like that, but like they would never own a dedicated system, whereas these kind of paved the way because of how simple they were for people to grasp. Yeah, like I remember playing it on launch, doing the Wii Sports with the bowling, my parents getting involved, playing it at Christmas time, bringing the Wii out to play those sort of games. Yeah, and I mean, well, it was now... such an easy sell because it's like, so what do you do? It's like you bowl. Oh, okay, so how do I do that? You bowl. You bowl. Imagine you've got a bowling ball in your hand, just don't let go. <laughs> yeah, pretty much. Put the strap yeah. on first. Don't yeah. throw it at your TV like some idiots did in those first yeah. few days. Oh, dear. But I think, yeah, yeah, I think yeah. that made it easy because they didn't have to learn any buttons. I think yeah. you had to pull the trigger in or something to like start the ball. Yeah. But that was but, pretty yeah. much it. And Very I think, easy. yeah, it was such an easy way for people to come in and play games. And obviously what? it was affordable as well, so like families could actually afford. What's the thing? What I find insane. So for us here in Europe, we got Wii Sports bundled with the system, so we didn't have. Yeah, we didn't even have to pay for that. But even like so in Japan, it wasn't. You had to pay for it. But even then, it yeah. sold like forty million units, I think, off the top of my head. It was insane how well that did, considering yeah. like to us it's just a tying game. But no, even on its own merit, it sold ridiculously well. Yeah, because it's it's one of those games as well that you probably would. Like for someone maybe like like us who are more, I'm not going to say hardcore gamers, but you see that game, you probably think, experienced. I'm not buy that. Yeah, I'm not <laughs> going to buy that. I'm going to buy another game instead of it. Well, Twilight Princess was the yeah, was a but the game. fact that it kind of obviously was bundled in meant that people yeah. played it and people actually really enjoyed it. Like I remember playing the game again, the bowling game against like all my family and stuff, and it's just yeah, even the queen it was, used it. It was did she? I did the not queen, know that. The queen had a Wii. Damn. But yeah, yeah, that was kind of the start of Nintendo. Can't remember if they did it with the DS. No, DS had like First Hunt, which wasn't a great proof of concept. But uh, it was kind of also the start of Nintendo always coming up with a game that really demonstrated the strengths of their new console with each launch. Even if it wasn't yeah. always already always bundled in, they always had like a title to show off what you can do. Yeah, and I think well, this is this is the um, I think this is when Reggie announced it, and it's like Wii sounds like Wii, which emphasizes the console is for. We can easily be yeah. remembered by people around the world, no matter what language they speak, no confusion. And everyone obviously made the joke of, oh, it sounds like piss. <laughs> yes. And stuff like that. Yes, they did. Good yeah. times. Yeah. But actually, oh, look at you and your weenus. Uh... Yeah. And it was stuff like that. I think that's not like a bad point, but I think it's just the way people's 
reaction. I, see, I get it. both sides of it. Like it's it's a clever name, and in the end, they what like they won. Nobody makes jokes about it being sounding like piss nowadays. Yeah. But uh, yeah, certainly at launch, it was like you went from revolution, that cool sounding name, to we. Yeah, yeah, it was a bit. Um, yeah, it was a weird. I think like when he first saw it, it was a weird choice. But then when I think when you look back and go, the reason why they called it yeah. that, and look at the impact that it's had, it's like, yeah, that name actually worked really well. Yeah, I mean, it's one of those things where like people will often make complaints about that first, but then if it does well, it'll fall away. Like um, Wind Waker when that came out, everyone was like, "Haha, cel shaded, lol, how crap." And then people played the game and were like, oh, it's it's really good. And then everyone stopped complaining that it was cel-shaded. And it was kind of the same for the Wii. Like, after the initial jokes, people went, oh, it's selling millions. Oh, okay, maybe we'll take it seriously now. Yeah, and I think I think we should maybe touch on the Wii remote a little bit in the controller, um, because obviously they were sort of brand new things at this time, like to have basically two separate controllers, to have one in each hand. And I'm not yes. going to lie. I didn't like it to start with. I found it a little bit weird having the nunch, like having them detached, if you know what I mean, like being able to have my hand like behind my neck with one control and the other one not there. I loved it. Was, it. it was it's a, my favorite it was part about the Switch. See, see, now playing the Switch, I really like it. Yeah. But I think it's because at first I was a bit like, well, this isn't like playing Call of Duty or Halo. Like, how am I going to do this sort of thing? And then when you think that it's not really made for those games, it's made for more yeah. of the experiences. Obviously, for games like Twilight Princess, it you know you do swing your sword to you swing your Wiimote to fishing, swing your sword. Yeah. That's what I was going for. And you like fishing as yeah. well. You use your Wiimote for that. And but I think obviously, like we said before, it makes it easy for people to get in and play it. I don't think yeah. the wrist strap was the wrist strap there from the start. Yeah, it was. Uh, I the remember... thing that wasn't they um I couldn't never remember what it's called, so I'm going to use the terrible name. They didn't have the condom from the start. Yeah, I was going to call it that as well. <laughs> yeah. But they had the strap from the start. Yeah, they did have the strap, yes. But they they did bring out another strap because they found issues with this one, I think, of like how easy it was slipping off the hand. Uh, I think it was also like the string wasn't that thick at launch, the bit yeah. that attached the strap to the remote itself. So like some people had snapped that, so I think they improved that. Basically, they went yeah. for all the standard improvements you expect. Over the yeah, spine. and it's like it's it's not it's not like a bad point of it, but I think it's some stuff that shows how like Nintendo cared because other people would be like, well, you've used it wrong, you've done this wrong, but Nintendo actually, no, no, we'll we'll send out a new strap free of charge, yeah. and like we'll send out the Wiimote condoms free of charge as well. You can get, I think it was two you could get for free. I I don't know. I, I never. I must admit, I never used one. I got one with one game that I got down. I, oh, with um. Skyward Sword, because you had to have Wiimote Plus for that. So I got yeah. it with that. But uh, otherwise, no, I never used them. In fact, I didn't even use it on that one. I just took it off. I'm like, no, this is in the way. I'm not an yeah. idiot. I know what I'm doing. Yeah, I don't think I ever <laughs> kept it on either, to be honest. I think I might have tried it at first when the first came, thinking, oh, this is cool. But uh, I didn't use it after that. Yeah. Actually, yeah, there's an article. There's a part here about the wrist strap. <laughs> there, was like a, there was a legal thing for it and everything. Like a law firm had a lawsuit against Nintendo for its defective wrist straps. <laughs> And then there's just a new one with um, extra, well, the extra thick stuff. Extra strength. Heck yeah. But I think it was a, um, I think Nintendo took a risk with it to start with. Because if you think of the GameCube, like the games on the GameCube, you sort of, I'm not going to say again, you had hardcore games, but the GameCube was a games console for more experienced gamers. But the thing was, the GameCube had like many, like long-term Nintendo fans like me will probably still argue GameCube had one of the best lineups they've ever had. Yeah. Like a lot of their great games. But it sold terribly. So yeah. 
Yeah, can't whereas the, going different. Yeah, the Wii what sold over a hundred million. Uh, by the end, worldwide? yeah, yeah. And I think by the obviously not when they were developing it, but by the time it was coming out, they could probably tell from the DS because by that point you had like Nintendo Dogs and Animal Crossing and Brain Training. You could tell that that was the way the winds were blowing. So it was quite an easy sell then as well for the Wii. Be like, hey, it's like that handheld you all yeah. up with. Yeah, I think it's so. It was the fastest selling console in Europe. It sold 3.9, 3.1 million units by the end of launch. Yeah. Yeah. And that was only, what, two months? Because it came out in November or December time? Uh, December over, over here. here. I think it was yeah. in November in America. Which is incredible when you think about that as well. Yeah. But I also think, like, we spoke a lot of good stuff. There's loads of good stuff about the Wii. Is a bad thing that a lot of third party support kind of faded away at this point? Yes, and then there's the whole that people were just very lazy with their ideas in the sense that you so many knockoff bowling games, so many knockoff dance games, so many knockoff, I want to say fishing. Some, it just encouraged a lot of... You had a lot of games that were the same as a game that yeah. had already come out, yeah. but it's... something was a little bit different. Like... Which... You had a lot of shovelware. Shovelware is yeah. I yeah. just feel like while it was a good thing, it also just, it made some people not appreciate the new technology and try different things they just kind of went for the cheap sort of well this bowling game sells we should do a bowling game yeah and same like well we sports tennis is really good that's really a tennis game where you swing your racket back and forwards but i don't think it was i don't think the controller was ever made for a full game of like a full it's like say top spin tennis three or whatever which probably came out on the 360 around about then you could have a full career mode as a tennis player going from like you playing would be in your back garden. If you played that yeah. on the Wii. That's what but I mean. Like, I don't think the Wii was made for games like that. It's meant to be fun, sort of party games. It's kind of like yeah. the jackbox of systems. What up? Yeah, not um, sound like Maria Sharapova in your front room playing tennis. Yeah, I mean, but I mean, that's not really the Wii's fault as much as I'm saying it. It's just in terms of by the end. So you look at the library and you just, there's just like a big chunk See, of it. I would circle. I... What happened here? I disagree that it was made like it's the easiest way to develop a game for it if you're just creatively bankrupt. Oh, we'll just make mini game compilation. Mm. We'll... Oh, that was the other. But, that was like, the if you actually, yeah, like tons yeah. of like because tons of developers did that. But if you actually put the time in to make some interesting games, like Nintendo did, because shock yeah. horror, Nintendo leading the charge on their new system, then you could mm. actually have some creative stuff. Same with the DS, except you probably saw a lot more creativity on the DS. Yeah, I think it's the third parties that I was more. Yeah, that's what it's disappointed yeah, yeah. with. It's not Nintendo. I like I said, it's not Wii's fault or the concept of Nintendo. It's just I don't that's know. Why I, I don't. I don't ever blame Nintendo for that because there's been a history, for like for several consoles now, of third parties just abandoning ship. With the yeah. Wii, they didn't do it so much because you know it sold 100 million, so massive they wanted audience. to be on it. But, yeah, represented. But it was always like, yeah, they would produce, um, like I guess, gimped is the word for it, gimped versions of games. Yeah. Like you say about mini game collection compilations yeah. or whatever, it, I that's why I was struggling. I know I was like, there's another thing that you get it always the time. I was like, for example, I loved the Raymond. I want to say rabbit, raving rabbits. rabbits. Yeah, I loved the first one when it was the original idea, and then that did so well. It then became such a the series became a parody of itself. I mean, they ended up with their own game, the bloody rabbits. But <laughs> they not... rabbits did so well, they became their own franchise. Yeah, which was great when it became its own franchise. But for a while, it did seem like it was denying us proper Rayman. Do you know yes. what I mean? Like, I don't mean that in like, because I really like the first oh, no, one, no, dancing I, and I stuff that. like that. And I just kind of like, I'm like, cool, this is great. But can I, I've enjoyed these, but can I now have, you know, some yeah. fundamentally... Well, especially if you, the... 
if you remember the original trailers for Raymond Raving Rabbits, that was a different game. That looked more like a game where you're essentially Rayman fighting hordes and hordes of rabbits. Yeah. Rather than the minigame madness it became. I mean, like I said, it's fun. But then it's like, how many versions of this can you release before I'm like, cool. Yeah, I think when you look at, like, I've just got a list of some games that came out here. And there's Family Party, 30 great games. Family Party, 30 great games, outdoor fun. Family Party, 30 great games, winter fun. And it's like, there's loads of them. There's like 101 carnival games, 101 other games. I have that on Switch, the carnival games. Why? (laughs) Why are the problem? Isn't that right? It's like one of the worst games made for it. It is, but it's fun because it's so bad. And I think this this is another one, just seeing this. Harry Potter and the Order of the Phoenix came out on the Wii. And obviously, what do you use a Wiimote for? A magic wand. What could EA not do? Make it fun. I, I, I don't know, I've not played it. Have you not played it? So basically, it was more I've not fun. not played any Harry Potter game. It was more sense. fun using your analog sticks on a PlayStation than it was using the Wiimote because they just they just didn't do it properly. It was awful. Oh, okay. Yeah. It was, I think it was stuff like that where people knew what it could do as well, but they just didn't know how to implement it at all. Like Nintendo, if you told them, make a game where you've got to cast spells, they could probably do it and make it fun. Whereas EA were a bit like, yeah, well, we'll just do this. We'll just port the same game over from the PlayStation and people will buy it because they think, oh, I can use my Wiimote as a and the couldn't. I think if there was a Nintendo game where you cast spells, but I um, can't think of anything. They, had, they didn't have no Wonderbook, did they? Well, this is, this is the, the thing that I want to talk about, the kind of imitations. So obviously, the Wii came out, the Wii was massive. Yeah. Sony and Microsoft saw how well it was selling and tried to do their own thing as well with PlayStation Move and Connect. I think well, Connect to give them credit was a bit different. Like it was trying yeah. to be the next step along, I guess. But yeah, PlayStation Move was a light up dildo that <laughs> crashed and burned. Yeah, you I went really from having a Wii to having a light up dildo. I really enjoyed Wonderbook. I'm not saying they didn't have a good game or two for it, but also like this was the other difference. So with Nintendo system, that was the default controller. Yeah, I, this, so this you is had why to became... develop a game for that was, because you couldn't was... assume that a player wouldn't have it. <laughs> Whereas we move, it's an extra gimmick, yeah. It's, yeah, it's just kind of like, so there's your fun Uncharted games, here's the move. Well, yeah. Yeah. I mean, I don't want, like you said about it, I don't want to throw Connected because I feel like Connect was trying to go. Connect oh, was kind yeah. of the next step forward in many ways. And I mean, I feel like that's more go virtual reality would try to do a whole body experience. I know it wasn't the same sort of, but it's that sort of... No, no, I get what you're saying. Chain, chain of four and process and family tree. So I don't really want to say that was equivalent but where you can't really defend move when you look side by side at them. Um. I think it was just PlayStation's way of trying to get in on it. And I don't I don't think it was yeah. a bad attempt, but I don't think I don't think it had the Nintendo polish again. Well I don't think I you needed an attempt at some degree at that point. Like I, it's a good attempt for them to get try to get in the market. But unless they went full up and like made a game like game after game. Yeah, so. see I can And tell you've you said Wonderbook. one multiple times, yeah. Yeah, Wonderbook. Um but um I get the fact they tried to get in on that action, but then it's kind of like you—you, you, it wasn't a case of can't beat them, join them at this point. It was like you've got your own thing going on, they've got their own thing on. Unless you're going to completely change your direction, you don't—you're not going to be yeah. offering much. It was kind of like let's just tap in a little bit to the market. Yeah. Maybe people have got like a said, and good want business in that sense. That. See someone that's yeah. selling. That million of people will be appealed, but I just. I don't think you. It could have. Like Slazer said, it just felt like a gimmick. I don't think they really added anything to the conversation. I don't think it's just like a Sony Nintendo thing. I just think it's it was like a late, last gasp effort to do something like that. 
Yeah. Rather than I think now as well, you're looking PlayStation Move. The controller is used for VR. Yeah. Which is kind of weird as well that you think PlayStation Move came out in what 2013 or something like that. No, 2009. Sorry, 2009. Really? Yeah. It came out in 2009, and now in well, 11 years later, the controllers are still being used for VR, which is which is strange as well. But we'll not dwell on that too much. Mm. Does anyone want to say anything else about the Wii? Anything I mean, that jumps out. They, I feel like I made a lot of bad game mistakes with the Wii, <laughs> like in the sense that um, is it real steel, red steel, red what steel, was, red steel? That was a terrible game. <laughs> yeah, well, and you were trying to think of bad points. It instantly came to mind, especially when you talk about the nunchuck controls and it feeling clanky and uncomfortable. Yeah, yeah that, I, I, I like the Wii. To, it was just yeah. trying to be, but when it's I bad, really it's those. really. When it's bad, it's really, really bad. Like, you can tell it's badly done. Like, I know you can yeah. tell normal games are really badly done, but sometimes when you're doing it, it's the controls and they're not registering. And it's like, why have you. Yeah, you can kind of tell which game developers have spent loads of time putting all like the research into it and trying to actually develop a game for the console. Well, Whereas other people have gone, oh, we'll just relaunch, we'll put this game out, but it'll sell because it's it does this and this, but we won't care about I can't even say that was Red Steel's problem because they did try to, you know, use the. Um, controller as a sword and then thing and it was just it just was ugh, the execution oh i still have nightmares playing that <laughs> yeah the fact a, that this has brought it all back to me it was a interesting game so have you got anything else you want to add before we sort of move on to our final segment but it kind of still mixes in with this mm-hmm. no, not really as i said nothing bad only good blazer's <laughs> here waving his wii flag like yeah boys yeah. he's just like out yeah, the window it's, it's a like, nintendo wee, flag wee, wee, wee. that's that's not Oh, it's okay, sorry. Nintendo, like we use cross now. Nintendo. <laughs> yeah, let's, let's, let's not talk about the Wii U. We'll, Wii that'll U. be in what like, com- maybe, maybe two weeks time, that'll be, the, that'll be the bad. Aww. It's just all bad. Oh the- no. Rude. Carry on. Very bad. But anyway, seg- the next segment is called Launch Menu. Uh, uh, I, I, get, I get to relive a certain game, don't I? You do. Knew that was, and in this... Was, and in this segment, we're basically going to just look at the launch games for the week, as we talked about in the segment before, and it kind of made sense a little bit. So I've got all of the European Continuity. games. Continuity! Yes, I like that. Continuity. It's a big word. So we'll go through, I'll just read out all the games that were launched on the Wii when it came out in Europe. We haven't put the Japanese games in or the American games because we'll be here for a long time. Because so, we're British, damn it. And we're British. This is a British podcast. We will invade we your country. you out. You don't exist. <laughs> Britain, viva don't the Britain. Us. Don't push us. <laughs> so, um, yeah. Viva, viva, like yeah. it's a Brit. Okay. Yeah. yeah because we own that. I've said it, therefore that word is British and we own it. If it's in the British dictionary, it's British and it is ours. Exactly. It's the Oxford English dictionary. Oh not my the, God, yeah. this, this took a turn. Please, please leave the game. Before... <laughs> Just I for don't a disclaimer, we live all countries equally. So the we So the we launch list, um, Red Steel, which we're going to speak about. Yay! Twilight, Twilight Princess. Boo! Cars. Boo! Boo. Call of Duty 3. Boo! <laughs> <laughs> I'm loving this. Sensing a theme here. We play. Yeah! Boo. Yeah, yeah! Um, obviously, Wii Sports, which was bundled with the console. Classic. And Need for Speed Carbon. Oh, God. Open Season. Oh. Uh. Rampage Total Destruction. Why, God? Wow, why? I that franchise. Yeah, Rayman Raven Rabbits. Oh yeah, yeah. boys! Yeah, Madden <laughs> NFL 07. 
Oh noes. Monster four by four world circuit. I don't even know some of these. Why God? I vaguely what? remember that. What? Oh. GT Pro Series. Uh, Happy Feet. Yeah, I had that. Oh my god, I forgot that film existed. I got those happy feet. Creature from uh, the Krusty Krab. Oh, that was a subtitle. I thought it was a separate game then. I no, that was like, just a subtitle. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, Super Fruitful. Okay. Cool. Super Monkey Ball Banana Blitz. Yeah. Yeah, that's no. I mean, I it, wasn't, it wasn't a great what? for the franchise, though, was it? Because I love Super Monkey Ball. And yeah. Tony Hawk's Downhill Jam. You Ooh, know what that game is... went? Downhill! Am I right? Up top! Never played it. That was my game of the year for 2006, Laura. So <laughs> I, I won't take that tone from you. <laughs> was it actually, was actually your game of the year in 2006? Yes. Tony Hawk's Downhill Jam. Yeah. My game of the year for 2006. What a slow year you had. That's mm. fair. Did you that play Zelda? I did play Zelda. Zelda I mean, Twilight Princess is one of my most hated games of all time. Oh my god, I'm gonna love it. Can we go through this game? Right, let's start. Let's get this. Let's get the first game you mentioned out the way. Let's talk about Red Steel. <laughs> We're not gonna go through them all because obviously some of them are right. just. Well, we're Red just gonna Steel. fly through them, basically. So yeah. Red yeah. Steel was summed up it was by. All right. No, it was not. It was terrible. Right, I'm gonna point out that it was it very was a well. Perfectly decent. <laughs> no, 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 no. It was very well hyped and very well. Um marketed if that makes sense but it's not a sequel so very well sold no yeah because it was well marketed because it was a launch game yeah (laughs) but um i generally that was just terrible and i just like it's one of those games like i'm not once again i do like the wii before someone hits me with a nintendo banner and everything but the first few months it was it i lost the wii hype and the reason i got it and i mean games like that being that bad to live yeah and one of the one of the games that I didn't think live up to the hype and it you know sort of dented my affection for this lovely concept was uh, the one you just mentioned that I don't want to say. Metacritic yet. of sixty three for Red Steel. You know what that yeah. really should be? That's overhyped. That that's even that like, you review it now they'd be like forty. That's what I would expect for like no, a yeah, it, was, game. it no. was a weird yeah like for for a launch game. It sure, was probably quite good, but That's if someone released, if someone released Red Steel, say like three years into the Wii, it would probably review I a lot just... less than that. I think. Well, let's look at what it was. The sequel was because I don't think they improved it very much. But okay, uh, Red Steel Two, eighty percent. Oh my oh, god, what is, really well, yeah. <laughs> what is this? I didn't play number two because you I know why. Two, you know why I didn't play number one. two? Yeah, number one was a disgrace to my feelings. I didn't. I must admit, I. I got Red Steel for a launch as a launch title, and I just I don't know I just didn't like it. Yeah, I just couldn't was... I couldn't get on with it. And obviously, again, it was really hyped up. I think Nintendo used it in a lot of the presentation videos as well because it was their yeah. most well, it's adult. E- yeah. I was not say adult e yeah. game, but it was like the one that's like you like violent. Not you that I like shoot people, and you don't just want to replay Call of Duty. Then wow. uh, here's Red um, Steel. Yeah, yeah, sort of wise guys over here. Here. Even though yeah, it's, it's, it's quite them, funny yeah. when you look at some of the review scores, like Famitsu, give it 34 out of 40. No, no, you can ignore that. It's Famitsu. If a game scores less than 30 in Famitsu, something's gone very, very oh, badly. Okay. Oh, it doesn't matter then. Okay, and okay. then you've got like, Edge, give it a 5 out of 10. That's Nintendo generous. Power, give it an 8 out of 10. That's biased. <laughs> yeah, I think it's. Yeah. Uh, I'm just, if you had fun playing it all. Oh. You know, yeah. thing to you, but that no. But can Laura we hates you. Yeah, can uh, can I? We just move on to the next game because I'm having, I'm having flashbacks. I can see yeah. that room with all the enemies. I'm like clanky controls. Yeah, Sorry. I know that feeling. Should we go to Twilight Princess next? I mean, I hated this sure. game too, but it's I'm not trash. a fan of Zelda. Yeah, 
it looks like ass. The controls were ass because it's a GameCube game that was awkwardly ported to the Wii. Uh, <laughs> I couldn't give a crap about Midna and the story or anything like that. Yeah, it just it played like crap. It looked like crap. I gave up on this within a couple of hours of playing. I was like done. I... And for the record, I do want to give it another try one day, like either on the GameCube or on the with Wii. A controller. U, with a controller. Yeah. yeah, with a controller where it works because yeah, it was how it was. So, so can I? Can I just? Quick? Yeah, I was going to say this is the only Zelda game I've actually finished. Oh my oh. god! <laughs> yeah, I know. Bless and it was you, on, child. And it, to be honest, it's probably the only game that I've actually finished on. The, yeah, let's let's think about that. There, it was. Um, yeah, I, to be honest, I didn't think it was that good, and I think I've played better Zelda games. But it was kind of, it was all right, I suppose. Sure. Again, like like Slazo said, you can tell it was ported over because it released the same day as the GameCube version. I think. Yeah. Uh, I think it came out a week earlier because they were trying to encourage people to get the Wii yeah. one, but about the same time. Yeah, and it's just again, I didn't like. I know it was talking about how Nintendo made the sword swinging, like. As part and of the, the game, I just I just didn't like using it for that. No. I don't know what it was. I preferred playing it with a controller, and I think it probably better with well, a again because it was designed for that. Because on the because yeah. the difference for for people who haven't played uh, so Twilight Princess essentially you did a rough kind of motion that would translate into one of Link's standard attacks. So if you did kind of a rough up and down motion, you'd do a vertical slice. If you roughly yeah. stabbed it, you did the standard stab. It wasn't like Skyward Sword when that came out, where it was pretty much one-to-one with what you were doing yeah i know a lot of people like control issues with that but it was that's what it was trying to be in scott yeah yeah i think like it was a way to get a triple a game out for launch it was yeah it was an easy way to give you like a big nintendo game for launch yeah but i think smart business yeah for me mario wasn't ready yet (laughs) it kind of put me off playing i remember playing a little bit of it at the start and i didn't get very far at all like i don't even think i made it at all and that's how little i played it on the on the week because I just didn't I just didn't like the controls even like aiming for firing your um whatever it is arrow. that yeah your arrow the other thing before that your slingshot is it boomerang slingshot boomerang shot. whichever one it was I just I didn't couldn't tell you which one came first yeah I can't remember either but I I actually enjoyed playing it on the Wii U like I actually quite enjoyed yeah. the story of the game like, and I the do want to go back it to and... it and try it with a system that doesn't drive me other yeah and it's weird like looking at review scores like Metacritic got it ninety five. And I, it's Zelda. Yeah, but I don't think it's anywhere near to a 95. It's not. But, I, but again, it's the only Zelda that I finished, so what do I know? <laughs> I, that that surprises me. Yeah, it's true. You're, you're slamming it. Well, not slamming it, but you're like critiquing it, and then you're complimenting other Zeldas, and you've not finished another Zelda? Yeah, like, I think it's like the same. I think with like Ocarina of Time, I think I got quite far into it, and I just stopped playing it. Majora's Mask, I got a little bit into it, stopped playing it. Wind Waker, got a little bit into it, stopped playing it. Whereas I think with this one, I kind of thought, well, I've got uh, Breath of the Wild, a little bit into it, stopped playing it. (laughs) Whereas I think, like, with this one, I thought, well, I bought it on the Wii. I've now bought it on the Wii U. Probably should actually finish it. it. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. So I kind of sort of pushed myself through it. And again, it's it's not a bad game, but I think I enjoy playing the other four games more, even though I've only finished the other one. But anyway, we'll not talk about that. Maybe maybe in two weeks' time, I'll say that I've played all these Zelda games and finished them all. Yeah, boy! Ha ha ha, laugh the fat oh. controller. Uh, next game on the list is Cars. Movie no. tie in, released on pretty much every console going. Next. Literally every console going. Uh, then we're on to Call of Duty 3. It's Call of I'm, Duty. It's probably this, one of the worst Call of Duties I've played. I mean, is this, was this properly ported to the Wii? I never played it on Wii. I'm just saying, because it made me think when you were talking about Zelda ports, so that's one of the things that 
me with certain games just being. To the I mean, it's easy as port shooter, point shoot. But you no. see what I mean? It just made me think because you get an inferior version. I, I mean, you wouldn't have the online it. community of the free thing. So. Yeah. You make a good point. But yeah, Call of Duty 3 wasn't even a good Call of Duty, as you said. No, but I still had all the DLC from the 360. Of course you did, of course. <laughs> Why? Who who played Call of Duty before Modern Warfare? God. Me? Me? Wow. Call of Duty 2 was amazing. Yeah. Stop 2, is a, 2 is a classic. No. I bet Metacritic has like a 10 out of 100 because it's stupid Metacritic. Anyway, uh, next game. 89 out of 100. Uh, uh, next game is We Play. I liked We Play. It was fun, but it led to all the mini games spin off, so it was bitter. Yeah, I I yeah, but it was also when you, you factor in, it was if you take yeah. out the price of the controller, which yeah, came got, free with it, yeah. it was you a got the controller. Yeah, so it's good for value. a fiver, great. Yeah. And it gave me an excuse to get a second Wii remote. Yeah, and it, it was a weird way of playing some of the games. Like the table tennis game, if I remember rightly, wasn't actually playing tennis like. It was basically like playing Pong, where you move like your Wiimote back and forwards to like. As if you're playing Pong, if you know what I mean. I, can't, I honestly can't. I remember there was a tanking game, tanks game, and that was about yeah, it. Yeah, there was a shooting range. No, yeah, it was a fishing game. Yeah, yeah. there was. Okay. Yeah, it was. Yeah. It, I, it's it fun. Didn't I, get, yeah, it didn't get a good review. I think it 50 out of 100 on Metacritic, but well, they didn't take into consideration you it the, for controller the controller value. Yeah, and it was yeah. a bonus. If it, to be honest, it could have been the worst game in the world. It was a freaking bonus, but they, it was it all right? Yeah, and yeah, that's pretty much why I bought it for the controller. I remember going I to Tesco. After, I uh, think after I bought the Wii from Game Station, it's I still have Wii Play. Like it's I got rid of like a lot of Wii games, like Wii Fit, um, the Wii, the Wii Fit, Wii Sports, and Wii Play. I think which is around. So what's um, the next game? Wii Sports is next on the list. While Laura wonders if she's got Wii Play or not. I do have Wii Play. No, do. I do. I'm pretty sure, but I don't think it's with my Wii. I just think it kind of it's just it kind of didn't get sold because it's around. I think it actually might be on my shelf with my Xbox games. Yeah. Wii Sports Definitely. launch game. It was a lot better than people probably expected. I think it got two. I sequels. mean, arguably, was it the best launch game they did for a lot of people? No. Oh, okay. I mean, I thought most people, people seemed to put hours that. into it. No, okay. The people they're wrong. People like Zelda. Wrong. I think it was. I think it was the best way to get more. People it was. It was. Yeah, it was the best way to showcase it. Like people who were buying it on launch were probably buying it for Zelda, but it was a uh, Wii Sports turned out to be the best one to showcase. Yeah. The it was like a living room game for everyone. I couldn't think of the word I was going to. I was going to call it living room, living room destroyer, which probably oh, was as well. God. But yeah, it was it was a game to get everyone playing it, and I think it was a way to introduce just people into gaming who never. People bought yeah, the console games. just for Wii. Sports. I happily yes. recommend say that. Yeah, great. That's why it's a great launch title. Yeah, because that's literally what that. you want a launch title to be. Something that makes them buy the console. Yeah. Uh, next game was Need for Speed Carbon, which I believe was just Need for Speed. Need for Speed Carbon. I think edition. it was released on. <laughs> I think it was released on everything. Yeah. PlayStation 3, Xbox 360, Wii, PlayStation 2. I think I had it possibly on the Xbox or the PlayStation. I probably did. Doesn't surprise me. Nope. The next one was Urban Season, which again, well. Open season, video game, movie tie-in, released on pretty much every console, including the GameCube. I mean, hey, that was a movie? That. Yeah, it's the one with the yeah. little... Um, I um, thought that was like one of the Cabela games or something. No, no, no. It's based on it's based on the movie. I love the, the idea that, that you thought Cabela would be getting on the launch list for Nintendo with their hunting games. I mean, what, I mean their Imagine. games are trash. Why not? <laughs> I know, no, but I just like the idea that that would be... They push forward, here's some hunting. Oh, no. <laughs> Uh, next game on the list is Rampage Total Destruction. 
It's Rampage. I played a Rampage. I don't know if it was this one, but I I couldn't I think this that, one there. That sums up the Rampage franchise. I played it. Not sure if it's this one, it, yeah. but that's just Rampage. Once you played one Rampage, you've not played them yeah. all. Just you get the vibe of what you're going for. And yeah. If they're your thing, they're your thing. Yeah, but like if you play a first person shoot, like if Call of Duty, you know it's yeah. going to be the same you, kind of thing. Yeah, you're either a team Call of Duty or you're a team battle build. I can yeah. think of it. EA are doing so well. I yeah, the next, franchise. Game, the next game was Rayman Raven Rabbits. Yes, that was my favorite launch title. I know I, I moaned about the rabbits I earlier. Of, of the minigame compilations, this was the best one. I agree. This is this is better, and then they all were downhill from there, and that's what made me build. Just ignore I've the skipping minigame because the but... skipping minigame was trash. I like but everything the else was great. Yeah, I like the dancing. Yeah, get try, try dance your... with those insane things, and yeah, as we said, launch the rabbits. In an yeah. era before minions, like here with the rabbits. <laughs> in, an era, in an era before minions. In well, I'm not time. wrong, am I? Like there were minions before minions, the rabbits. You're not, but I just like the idea that it was kind of like a peaceful time, a happier time. Well, but yeah, I know you know what those guys going. <laughs> yeah, I mean, and I. It's still a thing just... to this day. I mean, I played a game of Uno like a couple of days ago. Oh, I have the rabbit expansion. Yeah. yeah, I have the card. I have the rabbit Uno card, and um, I tell you what. In, we say about the Nintendo launch line, then Rabbids came good because um, on the Switch I have Mario and Luigi, the Rabbids Kingdom. Yeah, the, the, the Rabbids crossover. Not Raymond crossover, screw him. No, Rabbids. No, yeah. the Rabbit, but it's really fun. It's one of the, I yeah. think it's actually still, and I know this is going to be so bad, but it's the Switch game I have poured the most hours into going to my profile. That's... Mainly because I've I finished it all and I really, really loved it. That's fair. I mean, as we're recording, it's like £7.50 as well. Yeah, don't know so if it still be will be when this comes out. But, uh, it's really, I mean, it's really good. I mean, um, is it not, it's not, what's the system? That it's based on it's not XCOM, but like, is it XCOM? Yeah, it's XCOM. Yeah. It's an XCOM like game. Yeah, yeah. But honestly, I don't. I'm not. That was like how I. I know. I'm, I like saying babies first, but babies first XCOM game was literally what this is. If for you me, want like, an XCOM style yeah. experience, but bright and colourful and Nintendo yeah. and fun, and yeah, I've never played XCOM. <laughs> That's harsh. I know lots <laughs> of people that will yeah. argue that. I've well, always been, I don't I've like them. I was always intrigued by it, and then I saw this, and I was like, I like rabbits. That one time, anyway. I like Mario and Luigi. I mean, I've always wanted to try an XCOM game. I played that, and I was like, whoa, I'm old. So yeah, I'm 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 not gonna say enough stuff for the how rabbits. This is how this was yeah. a very important launch title for yeah. us all. It changed the, my life. The next game on the list was Madden NFL 07. It's Madden. Oh. We don't need to talk about that. <laughs> Monster Four x Four World Circuit. I what? had this. See, this, this was so. This was it. essentially uh, people who wanted Excite Truck before Excite Truck came out. Yes, I remember this. Did it have, was this the one with the the steering wheel? Yes, it was. Probably. I can't yes, it had the steering wheel. I remember this one. Yeah, I didn't play much of it. It was all right. And all around right. the time where people realised that they could sell you random plastic gimmicks to go on top of your Wii remote. Yeah. <laughs> ah, the gimmicks. We probably should have talked more about them. Oh well. Um. The next game was GT Pro Series. I don't really know much about that apart from it was broom, a game. Broom, broom. broom. I'm like assuming it was game. racing. Yeah. yeah, it was. Yeah. It's not a car Happy, game. Happy Feet. Played that. I had a little oh. dance segment. It was great. I mean, I'm not saying great, but like great for a movie time. Terrible Obviously, game for compared to everything else. One. There was penguins, um, and it was a film I liked. Oh, I'm sorry. <laughs> that, that makes that gives it a pass. There's penguins. Okay, yeah. it was a, okay. Did you buy you know Madagascar. What? I will no. This game is going to be one out of ten, but it's got penguins. You're right. Can I point out, Happy Feet more playable than Red Steel? That's what I'm saying. Carry on. 
get you lynched. Okay. Well, on that, on that note, the next game, SpongeBob SquarePants Creature Grab. Again, I know nothing about it, but it came out on every console. No, no man. Um, Super Fruitful was another one, which I think was a bit like. Um, she oh, was Fruit Ninja before Fruit Ninja. I was going to say like, was it Bubble Bubble? Don't but I don't know. think it is. I'm not really sure. Looking at the box art, it doesn't really give anything away. <laughs> Cryptic box art to trick you in. Yeah, there's nothing there that I can see that makes any sense. There's not even anything on the description on the Wii. I love it. I love it. They made a game so cryptic that you just have to buy it to find out. Yeah. Um, I love it as a concept. Next game was Super Monkey Ball Banana Blitz. I like Super Monkey Ball. Did I get this on launch? I can't remember. Super Monkey Ball was a great franchise. This This was was the beginning of the end for it. (laughs) The end? You're killing it off? I mean... It was, it was never, they never the came back from this, and I mean, yeah. I bought this again on the Switch because I support Monkey Ball and I really want good Monkey Ball. But I like Monkey Ball, and, and it's better on the Switch because you don't have to put up with the terrible Wii controls. Because <laughs> even though there's a perfectly good analog stick, you had to balance the damn remote on yeah. your hand. This is what put me off it so much that you're waggle it around, there, trying to like get the ball around. Yeah. I'm so here. And for then the they go like, let's implement jumping and boss battles in this one where you can barely control the damn thing. Yeah. I feel like I, which is a great idea to put in the franchise, but with that control scheme, it just was a yeah. this is this is my thing of like they thought how can we use it this is it we won't even test this out for practicality at the point because i can't honestly believe that someone played like so many hours of that control scheme we're like you know what this works great i can't believe that i yeah i don't yeah. i don't get it those, those testers yes yeah, testers I, yeah i wish i would have killed to be on the monkey ball testing team at this point <laughs> at which point yeah. i'd have then killed myself when i'd seen what it became <laughs> this is also so, where they changed the art style and it's like, yeah, I was going to say, looking at that box art, is it is it A, one of the main monkeys? A, I, 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 I'm just going to A. Um, yeah, he looks really creepy on that box art compared to what he was in the uh, the GameCube yeah. games. And I love the GameCube games, I had both of them. Monkey Ball 1 and, and 2 on GameCube are masterpieces, yeah. and they've, they've never, ever made a game as good as those. Yeah, I remember renting the first one from Blockbuster and not knowing what it was, and I was absolutely hooked because it was one way you could, yeah. Do the target practice, target landing, yes. and you had to get as far in as you could. I think I spent ages trying to work out how to do that, like get as far as I could. Yeah, everyone, ah. monkey target is. I know I didn't spend a huge amount of time on it, but I know it was like everyone's favorite mini game, generally. Those were the days. Moving along, uh, the next game is Slazer's game of 2006, Tony Hawk's Downhill Jam. Oh, yeah, yeah. sell me on yeah. this, boy. Yeah, tell, tell me about it, Slazer, because I have no clue what this actually cool. is. Cool, it's, it's a really fun A to B racing game where you go down the hill, crazy shit happens, because this was the point where Tony Hawks was going off the rails with, like, Thug and all of that. So just things are blowing up as you're skating down, like, Machu Picchu or Scotland. I think Edinburgh was a level Scot- there. Or Scotland. Scot- it might have just been called Scotland, <laughs> let's be honest. But, uh, yeah, it was just, it was very replayable. It offered you, like, a a bunch of different courses, a bunch of different characters, and I just had a lot of fun playing this. And it's not necessarily that it's the greatest game ever made. I fully accept that I didn't like Metal Gear Solid 3 came out this year. I didn't play that. But um, it was just the game that I kept going back to and back to and back to over the years. And when I was writing up my, what was my game of the year each year list? I was like, weirdly, it's this one. This is the one I just kept coming back to and having fun and playing. Like the controls were pretty simple. It was just the case of you hold it horizontally and then tilt left, tilt right, one and two. Basically better than Monkey Ball for the control sure. scheme. Yeah, sure. Well, yeah, because I hate Monkey Ball, so yeah. <laughs> but, uh, that's it. I just, I don't, it's, I fully admit, it's not a game that should realistically be anyone's game of the year. 
but it's the one I have had the most fun with for that year. So it is. And that's that's the last game of the launch list. I think there's some there's some good. I think there's games in there for pretty much everyone. There's a lot of well, there's a lot of movie tie-in games, but there was loads of them back yeah. in the day. Anyway, I think like back when that was still a thing. Yeah. Yeah, like I think you know, like every movie that came out, like Shrek had an, the one. Every SpongeBob, yes. pretty much every SpongeBob TV episode had a game. Did Shrek? Did did the Shrek was Shrek to trigger me? That just felt rude. No, but that's, why would why would that trigger you? Long like, story, Slayer. Ba- Do you basically, not like Shrek? No, no. no so I... basically, Laura went through a phase in the Xbox 360 era where she was an achievement whore. I would have oh, said I remember a, that. A, uh, let's achieve... say achievement. I was going to say achievement hunter, but that's a brand. Um, <laughs> achievement, achievement capture, achievement acquirer. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. acquirer. And um, she brought, she bought Shrek three to do it, and I Rent, made a comment. Hang on, hang on. Rented Shrek. Rented Shrek three, and I made a comment saying, "Why are you playing Shrek 3? And she basically said, "Achievements." So then yeah. I went to Blockbuster the next day and rented it. Yeah, he did. But also, back, can I say back when it, people chase things, it was yeah. a very achieve uh, enjoyable game considering I just went for achievements. I've played worse. Yeah, it's actually not that bad. Red I mean, did Steel, you play? Uh, it doesn't have achievements. Did you play Avatar? Uh, no, no, I didn't. Did you I rent also, Avatar? Uh, no, but I also did. The King Kong was the easy thousand. I played three chapters of that, and I felt so depressed. I've never felt so depressed. I was happy, and then I played it. I've got three chapters in. And I was like, this is such a depressing game, and I could never play it. Honestly, <laughs> anyway, I don't we, know what it was. Anyway, launch. sorry. We launched. We this... wished it had achievements, and then I would have played it more. What up? <laughs> I think there's like there's not many. Like you've got Twilight Princess, which is obviously the big Nintendo game. Yeah. And apart from that, there's not really much else. There's why well, Wii I, Sports. I think Wii Sports is yeah. the concept seller, and that's what sold sold it yeah. to all the casuals. And sorry. I mean, you that. had you had the big Nintendo game in Zelda. You had the the Who's selling the point, yeah, which was Wii Sports. I mean, you had a variety of like there was a lot of like, third party. Uh, sure, a lot of them ended up being like mini game compilations, but you had like. Rayman. Names. Rayman is a name. Monkey Ball is a brand. Tony Hawk is a brand. Yeah. I mean, even yeah. Need for Red Speed. Steel, I know, I've built up yeah. some buzz. I know. I know. We're not big fans of Need for Speed. Oh, yeah, between us, we're Need not for fans Speed of is a brand. Yeah. For, yeah, but that's, that, was that was huge. Yeah. That was a. That's a Need for Speed is a thing where people. Say, I mean, it's such a big brand. It has a movie. I know the movie wasn't great, but once it's, it's yeah. past its prime. Let's be honest. Yeah. But, uh, it, at but the time, Need for Speed was a big. Need for Speed was trendy for a while. So even when it went out, you still go, oh, the new speed game it's not like you were like what's this game series you'll say and also to be fair the game series is title actually you can work out what it's about with the need for speed it's like hmm, what could this be uh someone gets addicted to drugs that is not a game nintendo, <laughs> <laughs> nintendo you, i mean Legend. to be fair you were the guy who's thinking cabela had a hunting game out on the I mean, <laughs> I, you say open season i think hunting like that's normal but that's on you you take your open season. Oh, I'm sorry. I don't know every movie that came out ever. <laughs> All right. Thank you. I accept your apology. <laughs> that escalated. <laughs> it was but open yeah. season, if you could say. <laughs> oh. The isn't bring isn't, up the isn't open, open season the movie about hunting? Yeah, it is. Push point. There we go. What? <laughs> what? <laughs> you, you took me to task for this. <laughs> I did not make the rules. I simply lived them. I just wanted to cover that off before, like people listening, going, "Hang on, <laughs> hang on, Slazo's right." <laughs> I've got you. I've got you, Slazo. Don't you worry. It's not the same. Just that's why you're the host, Squiggy. Yeah, yeah, I'm the host with the most, and I'm gonna put you both on the spot now to oh, finish God. off this podcast. Sweet. If you had to give the we launch men we launch menu, we're just gonna call it that. 
Um, and mark out a 10. What would you give it? Okay. Am I basing this on the enjoyment personally or like general success that I think, like, you know, I'd I'm go with probably a, bit of, probably a bit of Whatever both. Whatever you want, Laura. <sighs> well, all the more I can think of is real serenity take that into account but raymond's was... real steel was a semi-decent <laughs> robot movie <featuring laughs> that's right i keep getting confused <laughs> <laughs> it wasn't the game that i wanted uh, <laughs> red steel the entire thing so i'll give it a seven seven okay so you know what the crazy thing is like me and laura have had such wildly different opinions on some of these games <laughs> but i would also say seven i think it's a seven i like yeah but we also had found different loves you found pony i was fine with my rabbits so yeah, see, I'd... It's it's a solid lineup, but... Uh, it's not spectacular. It's yeah, not like... It does, yeah. I could live without all those games. Yeah, pretty much. I was probably going to go with between a six or a seven, because I think some of the games had some really good ideas and showed off the potential of the console. Then some of the games were just rubbish and just sort That's of... The, it sells the console, you've got brands, you've got the big hair, but there's nothing there that, again, that I feel like isn't essential. Like, yeah, like, if I think if you weren't a Zelda fan... There's not many games there. Or like you say, or say you weren't in Nintendo. There's probably not many games there to make you want to buy the console straight away. Yeah. If that makes sense. Whereas, I mean, same. I mean, again, now, if you look at sort of the Wii U and the Switch launch lineups, there's a lot of Nintendo games on there. But again, there's normally a couple of other ones on there. Like Need for Speed Carbon, you can go and have the other ones probably. The Switch lineup had like five games. Okay. Yeah. But it had I don't even know what the Wii U had. <laughs> Mass Nintendo Effect. Land. Mass Effect. <laughs> Did it? Was that really know. a launch game? Oh I don't know, but I want to find out now before we end this podcast. Oh no! I've no, we'll save we'll save that for what? a future. What menu. a weird yes. launch! Thing. Yes, we'll save that. This anyway, was the but... last great Nintendo launch, Laura. They all went downhill after this. <laughs> I can't. This even was remember the last the Nintendo launch with games. Um, yeah, <laughs> yeah. I think that's the best way to put it. This was the last Nintendo launch that actually had games. Yes. No. How many games were there? One. Two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine. Ironically, this is probably one of the highest rating launch lineups we're going to talk about. There's 18 18 games there. And if you look at, obviously, we've missed out the ones that weren't launched in Japan or the US. And I know there's a few bigger names. You know, I'm I'm thinking now in my head about other console launch lineups that I know off the top of my head. And I'm realizing seven, I may have undersold it. This might be one of the better ones. It depends where you're going. Like I said, I respect that I think it ticked several boxes and helped sell the console. And for a launch lineup, you know, what more can you ask for? Like we said, franchise represented. But I think in terms of enjoyment, and I feel this is why you went seven as well, it, it's not one that you're like... But we're going to have weeks. to talk about things like Rise and Knack, Laura. Do you I, remember Rise and Knack? I also <laughs> had Res a Gun. So I will go down with that ship. Well, yeah, you didn't talk about download stuff because technically you had Virtual Console. Oh, that is cheating. We're not helping Nintendo cheat. <laughs> was the Virtual Console live then? I don't think it was. Oh, I, I don't think it launched. I thought they launched. I don't think it was. I don't think it did, oh, but okay. you, you could be right. I could be thinking of the Wii U. But it was very limited. Tweet us at Behind Lagging on Twitter. <laughs> you and nailed want, it, buddy. And nailed you, nailed and, it. And if you want to tweet us your thoughts on Red Steel and tell us what a great game it is, just block us. Just, just, don't, just don't, even follow, don't even don't even follow us. Yeah, if you re- block us before we block you. <laughs> I will wow. not block you. I will follow you back and praise you for your opinion. <laughs> we will, and then, and then Laura will come in like a wrecking ball and be like, "Get out! Get away! What are you doing?" Uh, I can't. Anyway. I'll basically dig out Red Steel, start live streaming it, and like make Slazer watch all seven hours of this train wreck. Go for one it. Way to, one way to lose followers on Twitch. Laura, do you want to pub, um, plug your Twitch while we're on? 
uh, yeah, follow us at Kaylor Streaming. Thank you. Because is this because I in return I'm plugging lagging behind when hosting quizzes? Yeah, without Thursday, the name. Every Thursday at seven. I said lagging behind. I went and checked. I just didn't have any socials at that time to present. <laughs> well, the social is at behind lagging on Twitter. <laughs> in case you wanted to know. I will start plugging it and not telling people at lagging behind on Twitter, which is not yeah, who what would, it is. Who would do that? Yeah. You can also find me on Twitter at Jodie Squires. Laura is at... Laura Law. Red Seal number one fan. Slazo is at... Oh! Slazo King, and I'll have more to promote in the coming weeks. We'll look forward to that. <laughs> so that wraps up. Soon! <laughs> that, 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 soon. The thing that's not launched yet, but yeah, soon. The thing that's you not know, launched yet, but will be launching soon. Slazo is yeah. like a half-assed launch lineup. They know what it is. I just can't say it yet because it's not live as of this podcast. Yes. Probably. We've got NDAs and everything. We can't talk about it. <laughs> Represent. I made them sign a contract. Yes, we have signed blood. a contract. Oh, that's, that's what that's from. Socially distanced blood, though, just in case anyone was. Oh, yeah. yeah. How? We zoomed it. What? <laughs> I was not content. Consent, I, think before we, I think before we get arrested for signing in blood, we may as well wrap this podcast 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 up. <laughs> this was episode three of the Lagging Behind podcast. Yeah, you can find us on all popular podcasting services. We are definitely on Spotify at this moment of recording it. We will be on Apple soon and Google soon. So be fo- be sure to subscribe. If not to us already, by the time this yes, if not already, um, be sure to subscribe to us on there. Follow us on Twitter. Follow all of our individual accounts. Laura's Red Seal Number One Fan Club, and we'll see you again in two weeks' time. Goodbye. Bye-bye. So long, Gabazo.